What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Scale Writers Podcast. This is episode 112 with your host, 65 Lokes. And my guest for this episode is Chris, also known as Airshot Custom Paint. He's part of Finest Creations Model Car Club. Let's go ahead and get this episode started. Hello? Hey, what's up, Chris? Welcome to the podcast. How you doing? Pretty good, man. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. That's cool. Are you working on, uh, were you working on any model cars earlier or not? I was working on that 50 pickup truck for a customer. I was working on that. Nice. How's, uh, how's that, that 70, that Impala that you're working on? How's that coming along? It's coming along pretty good. You know, it's coming along pretty good, but I got to keep working on customer stuff. So it kind of gets put on the, uh, on the back burner because I got to finish some other stuff. And, uh, yeah, but, uh, it's coming along pretty good. You know, I just, I just flaked out the dash and then the back dash today to add the patterns on that. So hopefully it all comes together. Hopefully, you know, once I get the Chrome back and everything else, you know, how that goes. Yeah. It's a process, especially when you're waiting for the, the Chrome to come back. Yeah. It takes a while. Know, it takes a while, you know, and then, uh, it's just everything else. And so, you know, now I'm sitting back looking at it cause you know, once you get, once you start spending more time on things, you start spending more time on other things. So I'm sitting back looking at it and I'm like, okay, well, I can't really rock Pegasus wheels on this. So now, so now I'm sitting <laughs> back like, okay, do I get the, um, the, the Jeffrey's wheels or the, um, the other guy's wheels are pretty good too. I don't know. Does, does Hank's, I don't know if Hank still makes wheels. Um, his wheels were fire too. Um, him and then that the other guy from down to scale. What's it? The I can't think of his name. Is it the JPS wheels? Yeah, that's his name, JPS. I know he makes them. So I'm kind of sitting back, just trying to decide, you know, which wheels I want to get to put on there. But yeah, but the 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 one thing I realized though, because I seen the Pegasus, like like I built a glass house and I put the Pegasus wheels on there, and then I went to a picnic and I seen a, a glass house with Jeffrey's wheels on it. And it made the whole car look different because, you because know, like, you know, they're true 13s mm-hmm. and it just made the whole car. I don't know. Some about it just made it look way better. So I was just like, look, I'm going to start having to spend $50 on wheels now, $70 or how, how much ever they cost, but it's worth it because they put a lot of time in them wheels. So, yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. It makes a big difference. I remember back then just the first time I started picking up the Pegasus wheels, um, I was just kind of going a little crazy, just buying them over and over and over. And yeah. it, at the at the time, I was just using them, and it, I wasn't really thinking about it too much until, like, later, once I started going to the model car shows, and I started to see the the wheels that were different on people's cars. And yeah. I, I started to ask questions, and then on Instagram, I started to see people announcing, like, Hank, like, oh, I'm coming out with wheels and stuff, and then Jeffrey's coming out with wheels, and... Then I started to see the difference on that. Right on. So what, what's, what's your favorite wheel? Like, like if you had to say you had a favorite, like what's your favorite? Jeffrey's wheel or the Hank wheel? or I, I like both. Both those because I've had both of those. Um, I have JPS hooked me up with the set of his, but I felt like those ones were a little smaller. 
um and i was having trouble fitting them on on certain cars uh, i was like oh th- i might have to save these for like a g body or something but mm. but I'll, but like the other wheels hank's wheels i probably use the most and then um is he still making wheels you know if he's still in the wheel business i don't think he is right now because he he did mention something a while back but it's been a long time since the, the since the last update and I remember his looked really nice. And I remember he, took, he he put a lot of time into his wheels. It took a lot of time to get the wheels out. And I remember he was working on them feverishly. Yeah. Um. I I I hope he gets back to it. But uh, but but uh, but yeah. So uh, I just been working on that seventy, um, that truck. I was I started working on the day, but it's a customer's truck, and uh, he assembled the bed for some reason. I don't know why, but I'm trying to tell people when they ship me things, don't put it together. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so now I'm sitting there and the things ain't last. So now I got to disassemble the bed and take the fenders off and everything else. But, uh, but that'll come out too. But, uh, you know, but it's, it's just like everything else, you know, everything just takes time in this hobby. That's basically what it comes down to. It's more or less time, not really talent. It just takes time. But, uh, but yeah, it's pretty much it. So, um, but, but I don't know. I'm, I'm more pumped up because they said the lowrider shows might be coming back to Long Beach. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. That's did you pretty... see? Did you did you hear about that? Or? No, I had no idea. Yeah, it was well. I seen a video. Joe Ray said it, and he's the editor. I don't know if Lowrider magazines even. I, I I don't know if they're around. He said that they were load. They they had the Lowrider truck, in was it the Phoenix show or whatever show just ended, and that they were loading it up. And he says that they were going to head head out to Long Beach, and they they have a, the whole schedule set up for shows and in in long beach and this and that so i'm pretty pumped up about that Damn, you know what i mean dope. yeah that's that should be fun oh no that's gonna be really cool and he's a, he's pretty into the model cars too uh-huh. so you know if you went up to him and says hey man can we do some model car stuff there i'm pretty sure he, you know he'd be cool with it oh so yeah that's all you know what i mean so that's all good for the movement too and then joe Tor- um what the torres uh was it joe torres uh some people were talking to him and he wanted to set some, some tables up at, at his show, um, up at the Torres show. So that's pretty cool too. You know, whatever helps spread the movement helps keep kids off the iPods more and not video games and all that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. That's true. <laughs> cause that's how I started. Cause I mean, back when I was growing up, I mean, there was no internet. I mean, that was it. I mean, you were just outside and you were just, you either making stuff or you're out there playing sports or something. But nowadays, you know, people are just, you know, on their phone or whatever. Most kids don't even know what model cars are. But, um, but yeah, so I don't know. It, it seems like, I don't know, our model kits more, it seems like I went back to Pegasus and there's more model kits on the shelf. So that made me feel good because I went in there for a time. And I'll be honest with you, I felt kind of like, wow, where's this, where's this hobby going? Mm-hmm. Shelves look kind of empty. And uh, like a lot of the, the, like the, like the Foose kits were there. Like, you know, the hot rod kits were there. Mm-hmm. Like, they had the Kremlin kit was there. You know, kits that really people really don't want. But, but like, as far as, like, all the old Chevy kits, they were all gone. Um, yeah. They had a bunch. I remember I went in there, like, shoot, man, like, like two years ago. They must have had, like, 30 of the 58 kits. The ones where the doors open on it already. Mm-hmm. Shit, I went over there. <laughs> they, they still don't have any of those. But it's just weird how, how things just, I don't know. And then I heard... They stopped making kits, and uh, that's just what I heard. I heard the company stopped making kits, and someone bought the bought a company that's going to remake them all, and 
So I don't know what to think, but I just know there's less kits. And I was on eBay for a time looking at kits and shit. I seen a Cadillac kit. A customer wanted a Cadillac and he wanted it in the box to make sure it was complete sealed. And I was just like, man, I can't find one for a hundred dollars right now. And he was like, really? And I was like, yeah, and he was just like shit. But it seems like there, there's more kits around now. I mean, for a time, it felt like I was trying to buy some kind of drug. <laughs> it was all hard to get. <laughs> yeah. It was like, shit, I'm looking for a Rivy kit. Whoa, what, what, what year? I'm like, the one with the little bike. They're like, shit, I don't know, Chris. <laughs> Damn, I, I still, yeah. I, you know, I still can't find that. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, but yeah, but you know, it's just weird. And the, then for a time you couldn't find like the 50 Chevy pickups. They were, they weren't around. And then I went to Pegasus and then there was like 30 of them on the shelf. So I don't know how they make them and then stop making them like the Cadillac kit. You know, they stopped making that for years, and then they made it for a time. And everyone was buying pallets of those freaking Cadillacs, and I'm trying to figure out why. I swear they do something I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why are you buying, like, 40 of these? And my buddy was like, Chris, because they're going to be worth money. And I'm like, yeah, but, dude, they sell them at Pegasus. It's a $20 kit. Why are you buying 40 or 50 of them? And he's like, just watch. And then sure enough, they stopped making that kit, like, overnight. Like no warning, they just stopped making that kit. Now, good luck finding that Cadillac kit. You know, if you do, yeah. you're gonna pay for it. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's weird. I wish they would they post something like, "Hey, we're only gonna make this for six months," because I would have bought a lot of them. Um, that Mike Junior from Cadillac Connect, he literally wanted to buy a pallet of those Cadillacs, and I laughed in his face. I said, "Why?" <laughs> I said, they're, "I said, I said they're twenty dollars each, Mike." And, uh, and he was like, Chris, trust me, we need to get a pallet of those. I'm, how much? Go to Pegasus and ask them. I'll buy in when they order off Rebel. See how much those cost, a pallet. And I just laughed at him. And then sure enough, they stopped making them. And he was like, see, Chris? <laughs> so we, should, we really should have got a pallet of them because dudes was moving them things around like bricks <laughs> for, for a time when it, when it was kind of dry and you couldn't really find any kids. But um yeah, it's crazy because I remember seeing um on YouTube like some videos of people talking about the Cadillac that it has the the green Cadillac in the front on the box art, and then um later there were people were raving about they were getting happy because they were gonna uh, bring it back the one with the purple yeah. Cadillac in the front, and that was the There's time. A don- isn't there? A, I'm sorry, I don't mean to. Isn't there a dot kit too that's worth like a, an incredible amount more money? I think so. And I heard the only reason the dot kit is worth like this incredible amount of money is because the interior in it is different. Everything else is the same, mm. obviously, besides the wheels, because it's yeah. a dot kit. But the interior is uh, it's not it's not like the, the vinyl. It's it's more like it is. It's, it's more pillowy looking. It's, oh, it's wow. way different. Yeah. And it looks um, better. And, uh, honestly, no. <laughs> it, just, yeah. it just it looks it looks more it's like honestly though it looks more real like like when you look at the cadillacs from back then it looks more real mm. the in, the interior that comes in the in the in the kit with the purple cadillac on the box yeah i i think that interior looks better but to me it looks more real in the don kit but the don kit again i shit i seen them things for like 200 something 300 dollars for Dang. for a sealed yeah for a sealed donk uh, cadillac kit that's a lot i, I managed yeah. to pick a kid up over at Pegasus, like, but this was, I got the heads up from Joe altered works. He had mentioned that they had like a couple kits left and I have the, the purple Cadillac and, uh, and I happened to hit up, hit up Pegasus and I picked up a kit right there. 
And um, and I was like, do you guys got the other one? He's like, dude, it's gone. That one you got, that was the last one. Like, that was it. And then later I started to see those prices increase on eBay and, and a- anywhere else that people were trying to uh, sell those. They were just uh-huh. expensive on those Cadillacs. Yeah. yeah, they're expensive. I should, And Joe, that's a good guy to know because I remember he called me up a few years ago when they found that box in the attic over there at Pegasus and the gold 64s. Mm. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember. Old, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I, I went down there and I bought two of them. And he, he was just like, yeah, Chris, I had to hide them. And, uh, and, and he sold me two of them. I built one of them and I still have the other one. Uh-huh. But that was a really good come up. And he, so I got, I think I got both them kits for like $15 each or something like that. That's good. When did I those know. come out? Like in the 90s when they dropped those? I think that was right before. I actually got into modeling. I think that was in like, had to have been the early night. I even heard someone say the eighties. Wow. Yeah. I think it was the early nineties. Cause I got into it in the, I want to say 96, something like 95, 96. Uh-huh. That's when I started doing it. That's when I got introduced into, into modeling. And those kids weren't around when I was in it. Cause I know for a fact, cause back then, like even my, cause back then I was building lowrider bikes. And I like all gold everything. So if those kids were around, I would have known about it. Yeah, but, you would have copped them. Oh, I would have copped a bunch of them, but they weren't even around. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's that's how I started. I I lived it. I lived in Ontario. Uh, but a buddy lived close by. He was from Elite, and I went over to his house. And then he says, "Man, you got to go by my buddy's shop." And then he took me by his buddy's shop. This is before I ever even painted anything. Mm-hmm. And so he took me by his buddy's shop at the time. It was Mario's Auto Works up in Pomona, and which was Mario Jr., Albert D'Alba, uh, Mario Sr. And all the other kids were younger back then. Like Greg was a, like a little kid back then. He was, uh, he was, he was young. Um, and, and I went in there, and that's the first time I seen real ass paint. And I was just hooked ever since then. I was like, this is some badass shit. And then Albert looked at me and he says, oh, man, this ain't nothing. And my dad was with me and he took us in this back room of that shop. And in that room, he had literally like they were nothing. He took us to the back room. He had like five, six cars. And that's the first time I saw Suicide Revenge 2. Do you remember that car, that year of the year? Mm, No. Okay, that was the one from Elite. Um, it was Suicide well, Revenge Two. It was Candy Green. It was a. Uh, it was a. Uh, Maybe was it on the Best of Lowrider Volume? I think. Oh, one? it, it, on, the it co- was a, on the cover, right? Yeah, it was the Euro of the Year. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. And then after he took it, Albert took Euro of the Year with Touch of Wine, and and I I don't know if you remember Touch of Wine. It was Magenta, and he had that in the room too. And then Poco Loco was in there. I know you know what Poco Loco is. The dad's the bomb of the year mm-hmm. um the, the the red I, I forget what year it is 50 something 51 or 52 something and then mario jr had a 50 fuck i don't i don't remember the years uh it was a chevy deluxe i know that much and it was cobalt blue and it was all gold and it, it had a license plate it said 24 calates and that was the baddest bomb until this day that's the baddest bomb i ever seen and just to be in a room around all them cars and them dudes had low rider of the year trophies on the floor stacked up on top of each other. I was just like, damn, this is the shit. 
That's crazy. <laughs> so, so it's all the elite cars from that time. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, all of them because they all work together. They was all related. They all at the time. Well, you know, because now they have uh, uh, Cali Blast, and, and, and that's Albert's shop now. And then Mario Jr. still works at Mario's Auto Works. But back then, they all worked out of the same shop. So, you know, all the show cars was just all at the shop. And so it was really cool to go down there. And shit, you go down there on one day, and you'd see five, six show cars just out front, full show cars just out front, full undercarriage and everything. Because they drive those cars around. They don't trailer them cars. They drive them cars around. And that was one. That was one other cool thing that I respected about them was that they built some badass cars, but they drove the motherfuckers around. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. You know, how you drive around a Civic? Like uh-huh. that's get around to town. Them, because to them, that's that's a Civic. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they, they that's all they had. And and uh, and 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 that's how that's how I got started into it. And then I was building bikes back then. I started building the model cars. I kind of got into it. But you know, when you're younger, you don't do things. You don't have the patience to really build anything really nice. Yeah. You're just trying to glue shit together. And uh, that's <laughs> that's kind of how I how I got started. And uh, and then and then I I'm not gonna lie. I stopped for a number of years. And then I picked it back up again. I had a motorcycle accident. I picked it up again because I, I was in a wheelchair for a good year. Damn. And so then um, after that, I figured out that my patience level actually grew after that accident because I had nothing but time to actually finish things. I couldn't really rush through them. And even if I rushed through them, I was still stuck in the chair anyway. So I figured I might as well just take my time and actually do some nicer stuff. And so that's actually what worked out. And that was back in what 2006 or seven, something like that. And so that's when I kind of picked it back up, and then and then things came. But but again, when I when I when I was in a wheelchair, I actually started with RC cars. Um, the, you know those those Lexon bodies, you know the RC cars have, mm-hmm. and uh, it was real fun because it was different, and it was painting in reverse, um, like how normally you get a model car and and you primer it. You paint the base, and then you put the flake on it if you want flake, and then you mask your patterns off, and you go from there. Um, on the RC car bodies, you do everything in reverse. So the first thing you do is you get the car, you paint, and you paint it from the inside out. So you get it, you paint it candy, then you mask your patterns off, then you shoot your patterns, then you paint your base, and the last color you use would be black just to make it look like a solid color. You see what I'm getting at? Oh, damn, yeah, yeah. So it, it and then so when I got into modeling, it was actually easier because painting in reverse is kind of it could be tricky. Uh-huh. And but painting the models, I think I think is I, I think it's kind of fun. I think it's easy. I think if I think it just takes more time. Um my buddy my buddy paints real cars, and I'm not gonna say his name, but he told me, he said, Chris, model car painters can't paint a real car. And he says, "A real car painters can't paint a model car." Somewhat of what he said is true, but I honestly do believe a model—if you had a decent model car painter—I think they could paint a real car the same. I think some of them, I think, could paint a real car even better than some of the car painters. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. there's no margin for error on a. Because when you're looking at a model car, it's in your hand. You can see the whole car in your hand. Now, when you see a, a real car on a one-to-one scale, you could have one fisheye on a Chevy Impala on a real one, and you wouldn't even see it. If you had a fisheye on a 125th scale Chevy Impala, chances are you're going to see it. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> so it trains you to be more perfect when you're working on smaller things. Yeah. Yeah, things have to be more precise and everything else. And of course the process is a little different when you're painting a real car, but some of the best painters I know, they don't do the only ones I know that do body work would be like Mario jr. And those type of guys. But a lot of the other guys I know that paint, they have the cars blocked down somewhere else. And then they just paint the cars after. Yeah. They don't want to do It's a lot of work doing all blocking and all that. That whole process. And then, and, and, and then the sad part is when things happen, like say the paint starts bubbling up and the bondo starts to lift. Okay, well, here's what happens. The body guy blames the painter, and then the painter blames the body guy. Ooh. So there's no real accountability. Mm-hmm. But that's why I respect Mario Jr. and them, because they do everything over there. It's like a one-stop shop. They do everything over there. And everything is solid. Like you could drop that shit off a cliff, and the bondo still wouldn't crack on the shit they do. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know, <laughs> that's the, that's why I trip out when I go to shows and they have really nice paint jobs on them. Uh-huh. And I'm looking close, and you can see the bondo start to lift on it. And I'm just like, man, that sucks, man. You can tell this guy spent you know fifteen, seventeen thousand on some paint, and the body guy just I don't know, he just didn't feel like doing his job that day or something. But yeah, you know, it's gotta hurt. That's but, crazy. Uh, so, you, it, like, when you go to the, the the car shows and you start seeing all these cars out there, you start to notice all the like the defects or the little things with like the paintwork. And yes. um, and then after a while, when you're looking at a at a paint job, you could already like visually, you already know kind of like what what layers are on there or what steps they took to to finish up that paint job. Yes, that's dope. No, that is really cool. Actually, it's funny you said that. Now, the things that actually make me be, be you know, become learn more. Mm-hmm. I go on painters that are way better than me, um, which there's a lot of, like like Danny D. If you ever been on his page, um, or or Fi- uh, Philip Fine Lines. Um, if you ever go on his page, and they they paint the real cars, but. When, when when I go on people's page like that and I see some of the stuff they do, especially Danny D, that guy's badass. Now, when I see some of his stuff, I, I sit back and I, and I look at it and I kind of try to take it apart and go, okay, how did he do this? How did he do that? You know what I mean? And in doing that, I try to figure out different ideas of things I can try and, and try different things and try to make it work. And and sometimes I even surprise myself on things that I can do and I didn't even know I was able to do just by looking on their stuff on their page and just figuring out how they did certain things. You know what I mean? Because yeah. some of the stuff they do is incredible. Like like I, I really like how Danny D uses can't like before I just I was just in I'm not gonna lie, I fell victim to it. I was just using candy paint on everything. You know, like I wanted candy green. Okay, candy green. Or I wanted blue, I would just do candy blue. But the cool thing about House of Color is everything is so compatible with that product. So, for instance, you can get white pearl and you can mix any candy color into white pearl and you'll have that candy pearl color. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, Danny D, I was going on his page and I was noticing, I was like, wow, this guy's got pearl paint but he has flake patterns on it and it just, I don't know, it makes it pop better. Mm-hmm. And so that's some of the stuff I started doing 
like for instance that 70 Impala I started doing that's kind of honestly that's where I got the idea because that's not even like the, the patterns on it are candy and flake but the actual color of that 70 is actually a pearl mm-hmm. and that's kind of where I got that idea from I got it from Danny D. I was just like, I want to try something different. Everybody's kind of doing candy paint right now on models. Um, I want to try to do a pearl and then just have the patterns be candy and the flake. You know what I mean? So that's kind of what I want to do. And it kind of helps your mind stay healthy when you, when you look at stuff that people can do that's better than you. Mm -hmm. And, and, and you try to figure out how do they do that? You know what I mean? And another guy gets stuck looking at man, is Poncho, man, Poncho Barone. That guy oh, is yeah. nasty, man. That guy <laughs> is. is fucking nasty. <laughs> I don't know, you know, <laughs> out of everybody, that is the most humblest dude I've ever met. Like, you know what I mean? That guy is just humble. I mean, he's a true, like, he's a, he's a kick-ass dude. I love that guy. And I'm telling you, that guy, I mean, I don't know anyone that can compare to that. And again, I don't know. Honestly, sometimes I sit back and look at what he does, and I don't know. I'm like, how the fuck did he do that? You yeah. know what I mean? It, uh-huh. it, it's it's incredible. It's incredible. And I mean, I, and I'm not gonna lie. I even got to him. I mean, I had him cut open my '57 that Augustine did the interior in. Um, I had him cut open a Monte Carlo, which I'm gonna bust out soon. And I mean, everything that guy does is just incredible. I mean, even put the door lips and, and the lips inside the trunk and mm-hmm. all that. And I mean, the guy's phenomenal, but, um, but you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, uh, this year. I don't, I don't know if, cause they took the Peterson out. I, I was looking forward to Peterson because yeah. I was like, oh man, I'm going to finish a bunch of cars and I'm going to roll. Then, then I heard they got rid of it. So I was just like, shit. So where's ValleyCon? They have ValleyCon? Yeah. That there, I think they have it last year. They had it out in Pasadena, but, oh, um, man. but I think it was more. I, I don't know the facility, but it's somebody was telling me it was it seemed more like a convention. Like I mean I know they mix it up with all the different genres of of model builders, um, but it, but one of my homies was saying that it, it seemed just more like like going like some type of like convention, like a I don't want to say like a comic con or anything like that, but it was just like a little like the vibe is just different. And he said when it was at Peterson, it was more because it's a you know more car car or, museum yet yeah. yeah. That show was cool, you know. I just the, the where it was, the the whole the vibe. Even when you walk in, I I you know like I went to the Peterson show two years in a row. Um, I don't remember opening a door the whole time I was there. Then people open the doors for you. Um, it, it was just real cool. The security's all in there opening the doors. Yeah, but it, it's just a really cool experience going to Peterson. And I was I was just kind of I don't know I was. I was disappointed when I found out that they that they took the Peterson location yeah. away from uh, the 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 valley because even when you got bored, look like just so you walk, but you could walk around that museum for days. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have so many cars, different kind of cars. Yeah, the different level floors too, with all the cars. Yes, yeah, yeah. Was, um, I I know that the uh, I don't know if you remember from the la- the last one they did. Um, you know when the announcer that was uh, announcing like the awards. For like the cars and pretty much, I think all the categories. Um, Didn't he do all the shows though? That guy. Yeah, well, he he passed away. Um, oh, really? Yeah, the, the... he passed away. Maybe like a the year after um, that Shoot, that show. That. Yeah, and I, I remember seeing it online, like uh, uh, people like mentioning that, and then I was like kind of shocked because I was like, wait, we just I, it wasn't even that long ago. It seems like 
that well how did he pass away did he have like something wrong with him i don't know if he got yeah i don't know if it was like like health or he got sick like something it was just like something to do with health and um and i was tripping out i was like man so i don't know if that had to do with anything maybe the change you know maybe he's the one who coordinated that with the peterson um i'm not sure but i did notice like it was like it, it almost felt like that was like that last show he was at and then yeah. and then the next coming upcoming one was just in a different location now yeah 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 that's a shame yeah and i was like dang that's that's crazy because i know he was he was like you know on it like just very happy about everybody the vibe and and the whole thing with model building so that's all, you know it just seems like it, it just seems like uh all it takes is for one person to go nowadays and it just seems to be like things fall apart i remember back in the 90s when uh, I, I think his name was Alberto Lopez owned Lowrider magazine. Oh man, you, them shows was off the chain. Uh, and and I mean back then people was low riding everything. I mean you know to, uh, a Nissan Sentra, uh, <laughs> Astro van, <laughs> yeah, a Honda Civic. We were just talking about it on Facebook. But I mean it, it's just shocking how literally as soon as he sold that magazine to the to the to the other people, it just. It just fell off. Like everything just fell off with, you know, it's, yeah, I don't know. it switches up. It's like, it's like a business, you know, you, you switch up, you go to your favorite like food spot or, or store, and then they get like a new, new management, new staff. And then er- they have other ideas. And next thing you know, it's like, damn, it's not the same. Or you just, you just don't go back. Well, I just hope that, well, th- my main, my main concern is, is that when, when people like, like when Loretta magazine said they're shutting down or whatever they they said they were doing on, on all over, uh, me, uh, social media, uh-huh. it's just that the, the, the guys that cruise the boulevard are still going to kind of cruise the boulevard. But the whole thing is the guys that build the expensive heavyweight builds, like, you know, Breaking Bad 62 and, and a lot of the other stuff, like say there's stuff that might be in the future, a lot of those people aren't going to want to do it now because what for? There's not even a title to compete for now. Yeah, right. Like that's true. It's you know all... what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and 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 then a lot of the guys under them, like even the guys that cruise the boulevard and say they get a lot of their inspiration from a lot of the guys that build the heavyweight cars. But since they're not doing what you know, since they're not building anything, those guys that are that are cruising the boulevard are going to be like, well, why am I going to crawl my undercarriage? <laughs> like you know what I mean? Yeah like like that's what that's what i'm afraid of i'm 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 more afraid of that that's why i'm hoping either something else pops up uh-huh. as, as, you know as much as sad as lowrider magazine will be missed if i don't know if they're still joe ray made it seem like on his video like they were still going to be throwing shows even though the magazine isn't going to exist because the whole thing of it and it makes perfect sense the magazine didn't make any money because like for instance breaking bad 62 why are you going to go spend eight, nine dollars on a magazine when you can go on Instagram and see 40 photos even better of Breaking Bad 62? Right. Better see quality. What I mean? mm-hmm. Better quality and everything else. And so different filters. And so they, they realize that that magazine is costing money to publish. And so what I think happened is they realized that they're, they, they're regardless, they're going to make money off the shows. And so hopefully they still throw the shows to make some money. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like, you know, if like, let's say the staff was so pressured each month or, you know, or or quarterly to have all these issues lined up, 
doing the photo shoots and you know all that stuff costs money exactly. to to rent the the location and you got to pay the photographer all these things so now they get rid of all that overhead and now all they have to focus is on their their website and on the show, on the show you know what I mean? and plan the show like all right it's it's going to be like like they just did the Arizona one so like how you're saying they're going to do Long Beach now they have more money to play with to do these bigger productions because I mean, back in the back in the '90s, uh, when I started, I mean, Lowrider Magazine, they were doing a bunch of stuff. I mean, they they had uh, the magazine, they had the shows, they had the Lowrider Bike Magazine, they had the, they even had Lowrider Model Car Magazine back then. And on top of it all, they even owned like their own Lowrider Bike manufacturing. Like they had Lowrider Bike. Yeah, I remember that. Bikes. And. <laughs> shit and then they i believe they had something they had a big thing with thump records or the old thump right remember the old remember uh-huh. the lowrider oldies and all that yeah they owned all that but but again i guess i guess all of it ends i mean you know it ended when as soon as that guy sold the company it just seemed like everything ended yeah that there's a every time i flip through the lowrider bicycle magazines there's always a a section at the end where it's the 1995, the, like the Loiter Super Show, and it's mm-hmm. in like L.A. And there's mm-hmm. always like a like a car hopping on all like pancaking in the air, all four, yeah. and then another one all high. And every time I would always look at that ad, I would always be like, man, I, I wish I could have gone to that show, and I I didn't go. Yeah, uh, as a matter of fact, was it was that the. No, we were at one. We was at one of the shows, in I think it was in ninety seven or ninety eight. I don't I don't remember, but it was a, it was a bad time in L A. There was a lot of gangs and things at the shows, and we were at a show and a dude got beat in the head with the, like there, the guy had a trophy on his display, and these guys started fighting. And this one guy picked the trophy up and he hit this other guy right in the head with it, the marble part of it. Damn. And the guy fell on the ground. Another guy came up and stabbed him in the back while he was on the ground. And the dude had a full out seizure on the ground. Now, back then, there was no cell phones. I mean, there were, I mean, but they were the size of a brick. Okay. Yeah. But, but I'll never forget it. There, I looked over and there was a guy with a camcorder and he was filming everything. And I was just like, wow. And the camcorder was all big, and only people that had money had camcorders back then. And so, anyway, we get home from the show that night, and my dad's in the kitchen. Where are you, man? Is everything fine? Where's the bike at? I'm like, it's fine. And so he shows me the footage the guy took at the show right there, and it ended up on the news. Of oh, the- damn. <laughs> and right after that, they shut down the shows. And I, that was so frustrating. I was like, how are you going to shut down the shows in L.A. because of some gang fight? And, and, and the crappy thing was those those guys that fight at the shows, they don't even have anything invested. They don't even bring cars to the show. They're just there to start problems. Yeah. You know? And, and it's frustrating when people work that hard on stuff and they can't even take it to the show. And that's why I got so mad when they had the show all the way in Vegas. I was just like, now, even if you built something nice, Look how much it costs you to take it all the way up to that show. True. You know what I mean? That costs you thousands. And if you're from certain clubs, it's mandatory to go to that show. Yeah, it, it, it's crazy because um, I had interviewed Armando Avila a while, like more than a year ago 
on the podcast, and he was telling me that when that movie, uh, when they they used to cruise like the Whittier Boulevard, and then <laughs> he said that when that movie Boulevard Nights came out, yeah, people saw that movie, and then the the police and everything, and then they started cracking down on Whittier Boulevard. Yeah, you know, it's like Boys in the Hood. When started on... started to ruin it. Yeah, yeah, you know, it it it, it you know, it's kind of stupid, you know. Um, you know, but but again, I just hope that we bring the shows back to LA, and that's what it sounds like is going to happen. And I'm just hoping that it just keeps the movement going because that this is where the movement started. Like you know, and it and it and it's kind of bad when it's stronger other places than here. You know, look at Japan. You were in Japan. Yeah. I mean, from what I see on on social media, I'm like, wow, Japan is popping right now. <laughs> it is. <laughs> like seriously, like mm-hmm. Japan is popping. Dude. I'm like, wow, it almost looks like it's popping more than here. Yeah, like I mean, if you if you see the the cars, especially like you know you checking out the paint jobs on the cars, and when you see it in person, it, it's it's like a mirage. It's crazy. It's like God, well, the whole culture damn. is different too. Like the yeah. whole culture, it seems to have more of an appreciation for it, because they've seen how much, like you know, their whole Bushido code and like the whole their whole culture. Like you can see, they have an appreciation for things that take patience and time. And so when they see a low rider, they appreciate it more. As if you were to drive through in a low rider, I, I haven't even seen any low riders where I'm from in South Orange County, but. When people when, when people do drive them through, they're like, "What's that thing? What's wrong with it? How come it's bouncing?" Like like, like they like they don't they don't even get it. Like it's kind of sad, you know yeah. what I mean? But I'm just hoping that whole kind of appreciation comes back to the whole low riding scene and everything else. I'm I'm just really stoked that Joe said that the show is going to come back to L.A. and I, I just hope to see what happens from there. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Like I hope more more stuff because yeah, that is that is pretty far. I mean, the Vegas ones that they do out there. You know, I haven't been to a Vegas show. Have you been to a Vegas? No, show? I have not. That's a, that's yeah. one thing. I'm always like, oh, you know, everyone starts asking you, are you gonna go? Are you gonna go? And it's kind of like, I don't know. And then all of a sudden, it's here, and I'm like, I don't feel like driving all the way to Vegas this weekend. That's what I mean. It's three hours, you know, four hours. I mean, you know, it's just, you know, Vegas is one of those places. It's like if you if you've been there once, you know, either you love it or you just don't really want to. You're not really tempted to go back. Mm-hmm. and i i just i'm like i don't you know and i'm sure vegas is because normally vegas is just hustle and bustle anyway yeah but i could only imagine it on a on a on a weekend where they're having the lowrider shop that there's so much shit going on in that little city yeah but um mm-hmm. That's but true. i just you know i just don't see like you know driving all the way up there and then especially owning a like if i, I if I, and I put myself in the shoes of somebody that owns a show car like I'm like okay, so you're spending fifty thousand to build this car to get it ready for the show, okay? Now you got to spend you know shit three grand taking it there and, and back. Mm-hmm. Damn. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a lot, right? I mean, it starts to add up all the overhead just to get it out there. You know what I mean? And then all the cars that don't flipped over on the way back. <laughs> you remember? Did you remember that that fifty-eight, the perfect score, or what? I don't know, whatever that car was that flipped over. That sucks. I remember there was one. I don't know what show it was, but it, it caught on fire. At um, I don't know if it was headed up north or on its way back. I think it was I like think that a, was it. Was, was it that fifty eight? No, I think this one was like a. I think it was a sixty three or a sixty four Impala. Oh, um, um, oh, man, candy kisses. 
and it just like I I believe they just premiered it once. It was at, it was at Candy Kisses. It was that it was the Ragtop, wasn't it? I believe so. It was at a car show. Then after that, yeah, they lost. They crashed in the rain. I no, I remember that. Yeah, they sold it though. They sold it, dude. They still. How much did they get for that thing, Red? Close to twenty thousand or over twenty thousand for that thing. Dang. Something like that. Someone bought it. So I don't know if they used it for parts or what, but mm. I remember the perfect score fell off the trailer on the way back from a show and a body shop bought it and the body shop that bought it caught on fire. I was like, damn, that shit just wasn't meant to be. <laughs> yeah, nah. <laughs> it was cursed or something. No, like, you know what? It was like that, that, that movie, Christine. I'm like, dude, that shit just wasn't meant to be. But, uh, but, but yeah, that was another badass 58, man. I like that one better than the one they had currently. I I don't know that that, that the one they had currently um, that fifty eight that was lowrider of the year. I mean, it won three years or two years, whatever it could have won. Um, the yellow gold one or whatever color that thing was. A lot of detail. It just wasn't my flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, but 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 uh, but yeah. So I don't know. We'll see what. What are you working on lately? Yeah, you know, on? lately um, the last car I, I was working on was a fifty seven Bel Air. Uh, for the NNL West, how'd it come out? Uh, I, I, it was like I was happy with it, but then there was like some flaws on it that I was kind of like, ah, you know. But for for the for the time amount of time that I spent on it, it, it's it's almost like you know that's that's what I get for not really working on it longer, you know, from before the event instead of just last minute rush. All right, I want to bring something out. Cause I was getting to a point where I was like, I don't think I'm going to take anything. I just want to attend the show, take photos and say what's up. But then, you know, you start to see everybody posting like, Hey, this is what I'm taking. Yeah, dude, it hit me. I was like, you know what? How am I going to show up empty handed? I got to bring something, you know? So I started, I had already done the body work on this, uh, Bel Air. And you know how you were talking about pearls earlier. I, lately, I I just been fascinated with pearl paint jobs, so I was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with pearls on this one. So I started to uh, lay some pearl paint on the car, and I I started to notice that um, in certain areas when I was layering, you know, the the more passes I was giving the body, the flaws started to to come out. Yeah, you know, um, I can't emphasize enough. That's why when I tell when when people come to how much for candy candy green and I tell them how much for pearl green and the price is double that's why and they're like why <laughs> why do you charge that more and I'm like because I have to prep your car it's gonna take me like four times longer to prep your car they're like why and I said because the flaws it's like a magnifying lens it's insane mm-hmm. when you put pearl over any tiny little thing it just makes it look so much bigger and he's all like the color black i said like worse than the color black yeah the color black ain't that nearly as bad as trying to pearl something that's why i don't even pearl resin kits someone has a resin kit i'll I just i'll tell them I, oh hell no yeah you know, you know that's a nightmare <laughs> right there dude that's crazy i never even i didn't even think thought about that until right now you're saying that i'm like nah you're gonna see it yeah because on, on this 57 I shaved off all the chrome trim from the backside, and once I started hitting it with the with the pearl, you start you start to see all the little lines from the trim starting yep. to come out, and I'm like, what the hell? And then as soon as I start, I shaved off the emblems on the hood and on the trunk, 
and yeah. and and all of a sudden you start to see the emblems coming back yep. and i'm like see, and then i'm like what yeah, the hell i sounded this flat and smooth but there yep. they are yeah you got to make sure all the all you have all the all the all the all the space is flat and just really flush because the whole thing with pearl is once you what in the and that the other thing is too when you spray the base coat the, the base coat which is normally white most of the time majority of the time is always white or most well, most of the time i shoot pearl paint the base is always white and the base coat will for house of color the white house of color it's kind of a finicky kind of paint the white one is and it's it, it just doesn't shoot a hundred it's like it's it's it, it's inconsistent sometimes it'll spit sometimes it won't um even if you have a perfect spray pattern that's why anytime I shoot a Pearl, I learned that the best thing you could do on a model car is not even use the house of color white for a base coat. I actually figured out using white primer out of a can is the best thing you could use for a perfect look. Otherwise, it looks kind of funky. You get like these little bumps in it, like mm -hmm. look, but, 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 but when you use the, the, the primer, out of a can and just use that as a white base as long as it's white primer um it, it, it comes out more with with a lot less flaws in it in the end yeah like that's how i did the 70 like I, I i went with the 70 i started the base with that was actually white primer and then that then i taped that off and then that that's when i put the silver and the flake and all that on there mm, nice yeah that's how that's but but um but yeah but but them pearls man they're really unforgiving um that's why i tell people if they if they're just starting out i think the easiest thing they could do starting out would be to use the flake and the candy um starting out and then as they get better and progress then go to using the pearls because yeah graduate to, to that yeah because i mean even shooting pearl patterns i mean that that is tricky mm -hmm. um I, flake is it's so easy to me but that that pearl is just man it's, it's just a lot harder it's trickier it's more unforgiving you really have to kind of know what you're doing to shoot them but when you're done with the with with the pearl paint job that's done right to me anyway i think it looks better than a majority of the candy ones just you know it has a different look it looks more classy i don't know yeah no yeah i i really love back then i really never paid attention to the pearls it was like how you said everything was candy like oh look at that candy paint job i want to candy this candy that yeah. and for for me in the beginning like this was like 20 uh 2015 so like five years ago when i was on in, when i started jumping on instagram with the model cars and i started to to follow people and see what's up like I was using rattle cans, but then one of my friends started to tell me and encourage me, you should get an airbrush and try to learn how to how to shoot like House of Color. And I was like, what's House of Color? So he started to to give me the insight on it. And then he's the one who, who took me over to like Coast Airbrush and showed me yeah, yeah, Coast yeah. Airbrush. And I was like, what the hell? What is this? And right away, you know, walking in within 10 minutes, my head's already all hurting. You had a basket full of paint. <laughs> yeah, and I was, I was like, at, fir at first, like the, like those fumes were jacking me up, right? And I was oh, like, dude. <laughs> I was like, what is this? This is like the first introduction. I had never smelled urethane paint in my life. I'm telling you, and that's I, how I was. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I was like, hey, I, I gotta go outside, man. My head hurts. <laughs> and then, like, I come back in, and he's like, hey, check it out. So these are candies. These are metallics. These are pearls. 
So I start, I start to see like all the little bottles, how they pour them out into like the one ounce, two ounce uh, bottles. Yes. So it was things like that, that I was like, oh man, I'll, I, like, I want to get an airbrush for sure. I want to try this out. I want to get some yeah. colors, you know? And then he started to tell me like, like, yeah, you know, we'll come back again. And you might want to invest in one of like the candy kits and then get some like, like silver, like a silver base, the, the metallic to use a silver base. And I was like, all right. So at that time, dude, I still remember the, I remember coming across uh, your page on Instagram. Yeah, and you were you were already like doing like patterns and stuff, right? And I was like, "Dang, that's dope." He's doing like, he's doing like stuff for like real cars, you know. Yeah, I was yeah. tripping out on that, and then little by little, like time passed, and then I came across Spank's page, and and this is when he was working on that Monte Carlo, the purple one, <laughs> that yeah. enamorado, right? So yeah, he's doing yeah. patterns, and you know, he's showing the interior and all this like stuff, and. Around the time he's like, he got the the hood airbrushed, and and I was like, dang, like this, like dude, these like these dudes are crazy, right? Yeah, Spanks is fucking nuts, man. So, dude. <laughs> so then I, I started to ask my friend, like, hey, have you seen these guys on Instagram? You know? And then he started, he jumped on there, he started seeing them, and then he started to tell me like, oh yeah, there's these guys that go to the the model car show. They're from uh, down a scale. They do all these like crazy paint jobs too. So now this is me like absorbing all this stuff, right? And then I remember like whoever the at that time that I would talk to about model cars, I would ask them questions about House of Color, and none of them knew like like anything about it because they weren't even using it. And then I and then I wanted to ask you guys, but I was so like like shy, and I was like I don't know, you know, I don't want to ask like a dumb question. But yeah. I remember I I hit you up and I asked you like, hey, um. Like, what, what kind of paint is that or, or what? And it, I was talking about the Orion Silver. And then you were like, yeah, you, could, you told me. Like, you were straight up. Like, you straight told me, like, like yeah, you can get it at Coast Airbrush. And you layer your silver. And then later you can layer, you know, like, candy over that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. things like that, I started to, like, it started to be a little more clear on things. Like, oh, okay. Because I was, I was still, like, confused. I didn't know the the process of this whole like painting thing. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. um I remember buying silver and then I kinda went crazy and I started buying like all the other colors, gold, green, red, and metallic. Mm-hmm. And in a way it kinda helped me. It was kinda like a like a, a cheat sheet in a way. Cause I remember shooting silver and then I laid a candy and it was all tiger stripe, dude. It looked like nasty and my friend told me the more you the more passes it's gonna get darker so i was shooting like some areas were hella dark some were really light and the paint job was just like nasty right so then i remember telling myself you know what what if i just shoot metallic red and then i'll go over it with like a candy red or whatever so then those those little steps, I was like, all right, like I started to build a little bit more confidence in the in the paint jobs, but I always found like back then, like throwing candy over the silver was like a challenge. Let me ask you, have you ever used a water based paint system or no? I I did um, last year, 
But like for the model cars, I remember buying the that Createx that they sold at Hobby Lobby. That's exactly what I tried. And, and I tried, I purchased one of the, the white pearls because I wanted to try, I was curious to try the white pearl. And then I already had their, um, I forget the numbers. It's like their, their reducer and I, I, for, I forget the way they, they categorize, but I, ha, I had like the mixture that I had to like reduce it down or whatever. Well, the reducers, all it is is rubbing alcohol. It's just like, it's like Tamiya too. Like they try to sell you the reducer for like $10. All it is is rubbing alcohol. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, no, nah, I didn't even know that was rubbing alcohol. No, it's rubbing alcohol is all it is. It's just rubbing alcohol. And yeah, so they, 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 yeah, they bleed you for that. Yeah, but I do remember like, I even recorded it. I put it on YouTube. So I, I like mixed it based on the information I got online. And then I, I sprayed like a, a little body. It was probably like the size of a Hot Wheel that I wanted to test it out on. And then it dried. And then right after that, I was clearing some stuff with House of Color Clear. And then I said, <laughs> screw it. Let me let me hit it. Let me hit it with the clear too. Let's see what happens. You know, I, I wanted to see if there was going to be some type of reaction. And nothing happened. It actually, I, I was it, like surprised that I was able to shoot some House of Color over that. No, see, you know, House of Color gets, you know, a lot of people get intimidated by House of Color. Here's the thing about House of Color. You can put House of Color paint on top of anything. It won't affect anything. Like, you can get a water, like, water-based paint is cheap. Like, if you're painting, like, your real, like, just say you had a real Chevy Silverado. Um, to paint it with House of Color paint, the material alone, it would be extremely expensive. I mean, not, I mean, depending on your budget. Um, water-based paint, man, you get the material to paint your truck for like, I don't know, $300. You see what I mean? But the whole thing is the, the durability of it for the, for UV protection and stuff like that isn't as good as urethane paint. Mm -hmm. Now the whole thing with it is like my buddy went, my buddy that works at coast, he went and painted, he has like a, like a, he has a bag truck. And he painted it a tangerine color. I believe it's a Createx color. And it's a badass color. I liked it. And I thought, man, that'd look really cool on a lowrider. But then I thought that thing would only last like a year. And then it would start to fade because it's water-based. Mm -hmm. But see, Tom, the guy at Coast, he went and painted his truck that color. But he clear-coated it with House of Color Clear. So it would last like 20 years. It doesn't matter now. That makes sense. You know, I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. So I, I that's, think that's I, what a lot of guys do. But see, for models, I don't get why. I don't get why. See, for cars, I get it because you're using more material. You could save hundreds, even thousands, mm -hmm. um, depending on what you're doing. Um, use a water-based paint system. But the whole thing is, when you paint a model car and it's the size of your hand, and you can go down to Coast Airbrush and they could actually pour down expensive paint. Um, why are you using water-based paint? It costs like a dollar less, literally. Mm -hmm. And it's cool. Like the single colors are cool. The problem I have with water-based paint is when you're doing a lot of patterns, you usually got to wait for that paint to dry because it's it, when you use urethane paint, it's a chemical reaction that causes the paint to dry. It's the reducer that causes the paint to dry. Have you ever seen how strong urethane paint reducer is? Have you ever put it in anything and it just melted it? 
Only, only when I've like I spilled stuff like on a counter, and then yeah. as soon as it it whatever it touches that's like plastic or or other, it just it reacts to it right away. It'll like melt okay. melt it. I had a uh, I had a uh, I went down in, into a Mexican restaurant and I got some salsa containers. You know the little things you put your salsa. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I threw some reducer in there and I sat down to watch TV, bro. And I'm like, what's that smell? What Dang. the fuck is that smell? Dude, that shit ate through the plastic container. That tells you how strong that shit is. Mm-hmm. That's why in the winter, all the questions I get from people that mess stuff up, it's always because when a, a lot of guys that paint stuff, when they go to mix things, Obviously, when you paint a model, you don't own a paint booth, obviously, because, I mean, it's a model car. Well, you don't, who owns a paint booth? Because mm-hmm. um, <laughs> a paint booth, you can control the temperature. You can put, I want it 80 degrees in my paint booth, and you can have a controlled environment. Now, when you paint a model car, you're in an uncontrolled environment. Usually, you're painting in the garage. You're painting it out on your balcony or wherever you paint. It's an uncontrolled environment. Now, the problem that happens is when you mix the paint, so what it tells you to mix it at, which House of Color tells you, I believe it's a, they tell you to mix it one-to-one. I'm not sure. I have my own what, what I do, but I think they say one-to-one. That's the mixing ratio they say to mix it at. But the problem is if you mix House of Color um, one-to-one and you go to paint in the winter, if you go to paint something too fast, it'll wrinkle up on you. The main reason is the reducer in the in when you reduce that candy down and you go to apply it over the canvas, if you apply too much of it because the reducer's in there, if you apply too thick of a coat, it's just going to make what's underneath it wrinkle up. And that's all the questions I get are always in the winter. And they show me a photo of them. I wish I should save, save them all because I got a hundred photos of the same thing. It's paint wrinkled up because they went and they tried to put too much candy over the base coat at one time and the, the urethane reducer it's not evaporating fast enough because it's too cold outside and that's why they have a fast reducer and a medium reducer have you noticed that yeah mm-hmm. that's why the fast reducer is supposed you're supposed to use it in a colder environment but see the whole thing is if you use fast reducer and it's a hot environment your paint will dry before it even hits the surface have you ever went to paint and cobwebs come out of your airbrush I've I've uh I've I've painted it N- not that the cobwebs but more uh, like I've the d- bumps will come out like yes real- like it looks kind of dusty and bumpy yes mm-hmm. that's why because the paint is drying before it hits the surface see now here's the key in the winter you wanna you can shoot paint like that and it won't come out like that because it's so fucking cold outside it won't even dry till it hits the surface mm-hmm. you see what I'm getting at. So if you so that paint you did you did it like that and it came out real rough. The main reason it came out rough is it was too hot outside for that mixing ratio that you did. But that same mixing ratio you did that came out rough that day, you could do that in the winter and it'll come out perfect. Because if you use a mixing ratio that works out perfect when it's hot outside, you could use it when it's cold outside. And that's when you get your reaction. You see what I mean? Yeah. And that's the whole thing about it, because the urethane paint, that shit's strong. I remember one winter I went and I painted something and it looked really nice. I took a shower, came out the shower, and that thing looked like Edward James almost his face. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and, and the funny thing is, I even showed Poncho because Poncho never seen anything like it. Yeah. So I went, I got easy off, I easy offed it, and when I easy offed it, bro, the the resin, the the resin looked exactly like the paint. I already took the paint off the whole model, but uh-huh. the urethane reducer, I I because I mixed it one to one. And this is the first time I painted it like in the middle of winter. I mean, it was like 40 degrees outside. And so when I shot the paint on the car and it looked like glass, I didn't realize the reason it looked like glass. That was all the reducer that hasn't evaporated yet. Yeah, it's and still so, there. <laughs> and it's still there. And so when I went and took a shower, came out the shower, all that reducer just ate through everything. Because it was just too much. And that. That, that reducer, that's what I'm trying to tell people. The reducer is always what's going to, if you have your paint crinkle up on you, any kind of reaction like that, mm-hmm. it's always because you, you're not using too much reducer, but you're using too much reducer for the climate at the time. Yeah. See, because if you had a paint booth, you could just set it at 80 degrees and always use the same reducer amount every time. You could just mix it one-to-one in the winter, in the summer, doesn't matter because your paint booth is always at 80 degrees. You see what I mean? But you can't use something that you use at 80 degrees and then go use it in 40 degrees. It's not going to happen. Yeah. So there, there's a question that I, I wanted to ask you regarding SG100. So yes. let's say um, you, you you do a pattern on a roof and, yeah. and it's just a pure roof. Like the you're not worried about the body, but you know, you want to step away from it maybe for, for a week or two and I know they say that you can spray SG-100 over that to protect your artwork. Um, if When you're going to spray it out of your airbrush, do you reduce the SG-100 or you just shoot it just straight, just the SG-100? Because I've tried that and it seems super thick that I can't even shoot it through the airbrush. Uh, well, SG-100, well, you, when you shoot your candy, don't you mix it with your SG-100? Yes. Uh-huh. Um when you shoot SG-100 with your candy, does the spray is thick or no? Um, no, because I had uh, some reducer in there. So it... Um... Oh, okay. Now I see your question. Yeah, so when you... when you when, Okay, when you when you use SG-100, um, yeah, you always you always put reducer in it. If you're using it for just to, like something to protect something, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you want to put reducer in it. Just be very careful. Um, when you use SG-100, because that's what it is, it's an inner clear, it is not a show coat. A lot of people, and the main reason I say that is, um, you just want it on there to protect what you're doing. So if you're if you're going and you're spraying SG-100 on top of something just to protect it, and you see some tiger stripes, that's fine, because you're just using it as protective. Now, the whole thing is, don't get away from that. I got a lot of people that try to use SG-100 for, to protect something. And what happened was they sprayed too much SG-100 on at a time. Because you got to remember, you don't really realize how much is coming out because inner clear is clear. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're spraying it, the, the, they're spraying SG-100 on um, as a protection coat, but they're spraying it on to where it looks shiny. You shouldn't do that. Because again, if you spray SG-100 on thick, to where it looks shiny chances are your paint's going to crinkle up on you because that's all the reducer you're looking at that hasn't evaporated yet you want to kind of fog sg100 on mm-hmm. that you makes don't sense. because yeah you know what i mean because you can't see it and just to play it safe because it's not a show code anyway 
Um, I would fog maybe three or four coats on whatever you're going to use. I wouldn't even get real, like when you're spraying, um, like your show clear, you, you know, you get real close and you just, and you can't get on there. You don't want to do that stuff with that stuff because that's not what it's meant for. And you're asking for problems if you spray it on too thick all at once like that. So yeah. you just kind of want to fog it on from a distance. I'd say about six to eight inches, something like that. Fog it on there. If you don't own an airbrush with the fan tip, I strongly recommend you buy one. A lot of a lot of guys asking um, what kind of airbrushes have a fan tip. I want a um I believe it's the I want a pro line. The, All of them come with either a circle or a fan tip. Yeah, that, but uh, that HPTH airbrush. That one. Yeah. That one. That's one of the best investments you could ever buy. Now that thing right there is perfect. Throw the fan tip on that, and you could just fog some SG one hundred on there from a distance. Um, and you'll be good, but just keep in mind that's all SU-100 really is. So if you have paint on your hands and you touch the car, I don't think SU-100 would really protect it from that. Mm -hmm. Like, I think you're kind of still screwed with something like that. That's why if I have something, like, like for instance, the 70 I'm doing, um, I like I did the sides, now I'm going to, now I'm going to do the patterns on the top. Um, I'm not even going to use SU-100. I'm just going to use Show Clear. And I'm just going to throw a thin coat on the sides and just call it done. And I know for a fact, anything that touches it, it, it'll be fine. Um, SG 100 is a little soft. Yeah. So let's say, let's say someone does do the SG 100 and they, and they spray over to protect their area and they step away from it for like a couple weeks. And when they come back, do, do they have to sand it lightly to like, Reagitate it or, or bring it back so this way you, it can absorb whatever color you're going to lay over that again. No, I don't. I mean, I mean, you know, I, but again, I'm talking like from like from what I do. Mm -hmm. Um, like my buddy, my buddy Fever paints. He tells me because he paints things that go out into the real world. I more or less don't. I paint like cell phone cases, uh, model cars. Um, he paints like Harley Davidson's and things like that. And he told me, um, I had a bike at my house. It was a while ago and I had already airbrushed it. I just needed to clear coat it and he'd seen it and he left. He came back like two or three weeks later and he pointed at it, Chris, that's the same bike. And I was like, yeah, so what? And, uh, and he was like, dude, you got to throw some clear on it. And I was like, why? And he says, you don't know. And I said, no, what? He said, Chris, he said, if you don't, if you don't clear coat something after, I forget what he said. I think he said two weeks. Mm -hmm. He said it doesn't stick to the, to what's underneath it. Yeah. Like like it, it, it doesn't, off. it doesn't welcome it. Like it won't bond anymore. You know, now what he said very well, I've never had any issues with anything I've ever painted. I mean, I've taken sometimes three months to paint something and I didn't know clear nothing on it. Then it clears fine. But the whole thing is the stuff I do doesn't sit out in the sun for hours. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So the molecular yeah. structure can totally change and doing stuff like that. But I've never had any issues um, doing anything like that. Like that 70, I, I went and painted it. I sat it out there for, I don't know, a couple of weeks. I just got a like a makeup brush and knocked the dust off it. And I just keep going. And, and I mean, nothing comes, I mean, nothing will ever peel off of it. But then again, it's not sitting out in the sun for 10 hours. Yeah. You no. know what I mean? So, 
I, I don't think a model ever will sit out in the sun for 10 hours. I think it would morph it. I think it would just deform it. Yeah, but, all uh, that heat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my, my buddy said he went to a picnic and somebody's models did that. Oh. Like he said, I'm on top of a mirror or something. Oh. It, uh, it just... <laughs> Dang. That yeah. sucks. Dude, yeah, dude. another question I had too was like, let's say um, you're doing uh, – you do already the tape lines and you're like, all right, on this section of the body of the car, I'm going to flake it. And then you, you flake it, it, it dries and all. And then you take off the tape. And what's happened to me in the past is when I take off the tape, it always, I always feel like there's a step. Like you have the, like you have the silver and then the next, the panel can be, it has the flake in there. But when I run my finger across, it, it feels like a little step going up. And yeah, then when I, I and then when I, I well yeah, and then when I clear it, you could still you could visually see it more, and you could yeah. feel it. And I'm like, oh damn! Now I have to like sand this thing down or something, and then like re-clear it. What? Yes. What? What? Um, is that the correct way of going, or is there? Yes. Or, or you know, and, 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 and a lot of people, you know, if if I, if you were in front of me, I'd explain it more to where it makes sense. But no matter if you use the right grit, like I, you know, like my buddy, uh, my buddy, uh, Fernando fever paint, he uses like 600 grit. I think it's way too, way too, way too gritty on a model car. I strongly recommend you stay away from people, stay away from the only time I, 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 I tell people use 600 grit on a model car is, um, I wouldn't even say to prep it even, um, to sand the lines down because the problem is you see the sand grooves with something that, that course, um, I recommend like, like thousand grit or 1500 grit, um, mm -hmm. something like that. Now I would go over those, those high, right. When you see the high spot, go over it with, with the 1500 grit and it'll flatten out right away. Um, if you go over it with the 600 grit, it'll flatten out right away even quicker, but it might eat through the clear and eat through the candy as well yeah you see what i mean or you could burn it um that's why uh, the only the only thing i'd use 600 grit for is if you had a run which on a model car is really hard to get a run using house of color clear because you really can't you don't even have to apply it that thick you know what i mean it's like what mm -hmm. two passes you're done um but yeah 15 i would i would use 1500 grit on those high spots get them down smooth flush and again House of Color Clear is pretty thick, so you could sand it, and you could still even kind of see it a little bit. Um, I don't know how many coats you use at one time. Every time I use House of Color Clear, I always use two coats. I'll go, like, my first coat will be kind of thin. I'll let it flash. Um, after it flashes, that's when I throw a thicker one on. Um, you could still kind of see it, even when, like, so, so you're color sanding. Um, make sure you don't feel it. Um, if you kind of see it, you're good. Uh, by the time you go over it with two coats of the House of Color Clear, it, everything's smooth and it's like glass. Mm -hmm. But that's the main thing, yeah. But but yeah, steps are normal. Like the seventy, the seventy and Paul has steps all over it. I'm just like, okay, this is gonna be fun to color sand all this down. <laughs> yeah, you have to. But that's why you're. But, see, but that's why you know. And, and it's funny though because when you're at the shows and I sit back and I look at cars and I'm like, wow those are some nice patterns. Everything's symmetrical. That's, that's a nice base. And I'm sitting back and I'm looking, I'm like, hang on, wait a minute. 
that pattern looks like it's four millimeters higher than the base coat. Uh-huh. Like, it's like, all 3D. I was, yeah, like, I'm like, how, how could you spend that much time on it and you just didn't block the car down again or not really block it down, color sand it down, and 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 shoot one more coat of clear on the car and then just buff it out. I, I don't get why people... You know, the people just skip out on things when they get to the last the last base. It just doesn't make sense to me at all. Yeah, but, it, uh, it took me a while to to uh, to kind of realize about color sanding and layering more coats of clear if it yeah. needs it. Because I remember clearing over flake, and then I would be like, dope, it looks wet, it looks like good. So I would wait the next day to come back. Nestle Crunch Bar. And then, it, <laughs> yeah, it's like, for real, it's like it all shrinks. Like it's all shrunk, and you can still feel it. And I'm like, all right, I guess, I guess this is it's like Albert used to say at, at Mario's Auto Works. Yeah, the more flake you use, it's like the paint's thirsty. It just drinks it. Yeah, dude, it does. It's, it just sucks it up. But, but you know why it does that, right? Mm-mm. Okay, okay, because it's, it's, it's just fucking with your head is all it's doing. Uh-huh. So when you spray it on, when it's, when you, when, when, when you spray the clear on and it looks like glass, okay, here's why it looks like glass. First off, th- it was bumpy with the flake, so you put the clear on and it made it look like glass. But the problem is you're really not looking at the clear. What you're looking at, you're looking at all the clear and the solvents that you just applied. So when you when you spray clear, like 70% of that is actually clear. Now, when the clear dries and the thinner evaporates out of it, it shrinks it. And that's why you see all the little flake bumps and all the little things. It's because the paint's cured now. Yeah. Does that make sense? Uh Uh-huh. And so that's why when you put it on and it looks like glass and then you take a shower or whatever, go take the dog for a walk and you come back and it looks like, like thirsty is because (laughs) all the reducer has evaporated out of it and it shrunk the paint down. Yeah. That's why it takes like a good, you know, I, I mean, depending on how much flake, I mean, shit, I've used up to, I don't like to, um, but I've, I've caught myself using too much flake once and it took like five, six coats. Um, I know that thing ended up being on the mantle because that thing had no fucking trunk left. I mean, I think I had a shaved trunk by the time. (laughs) (laughs) It was cool on the mantle though. Uh Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Mad clear. Nah, that, yeah, so that's the whole thing. And then when you use, that's the other thing too. So when you use flake on models, that's the other thing. When you use flake on models, you can only use so much flake. Because if you use too much flake, it fucks up the bare metal and the bare metal looks kind of bumpy. Um, it, it just creates a whole lot of problems. You can only clear coat a model so many times before you start to lose the definition and the body lines in the car. Yeah, heck yeah, it fills in everything. All those lines. One thing for sure, though, I've ma- I've mastered how much flake you could put on it. I could just sit back and look at it and go. I, I mean, I had to strip a couple cars down. I mean, they look really good, but I'm just like, that's too much flake. I because I know by the time I put the color on, and by the time I put the bare metal, I clear it because I always clear coat before I put bare metal on. It just helps the bare metal stick a little bit better, and it helps fill in. Maybe if I have flake bumps, it helps fill those in a little bit. And so I usually only like to go, I go one, one, one coat of clear, a thin coat, not a lot, just thin. And then I put the bare metal on and I usually only want to go maybe three coats over that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And and usually those have to come out typically perfect 
like no fish eyes, no runs, nothing like that, because that's what I color because I color sand and buff everything out. And that's what I color sand and buff everything out on is is the last two coats of clear I put on something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I remember one one time um, like I always use that green 3M tape when I'm going to lay down like flake and I cover up the body. This one time I decided to use that yellow Tamiya tape to bled. It dude, it bled nasty. Like, yeah. like I, I layered that and then I covered up the body. And then I, as soon as I, I hit it with the flake, you know, there, there's like the inner coat in there with it, with the reducer and everything. Yep. And I was like, all right, dope. And then I started to see it like already like drying, but those edges, it just mm. bled right in through all that, yep. all the reducer went in there. That's so, what I mean. See, I seen, that's, that's the whole, see, you figured it out. That's how strong urethane reducer is. And why that occurred is because that Tamiya tape, that tape is engineered for Tamiya paint. Tamiya paint is acrylic. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? So if you, if you would have went and shot acrylic over that, that tape, it wouldn't have done any of what that just, what it did. Yeah, dude, it, it softened up that paint and everything. As soon as I took off that tape, it just like lifted everything, dude. Like it ruined that that whole panel i had to like pretty much just like strip it like wipe it wipe it off yeah that's why i strongly recommend people use house of color because house of color paint stronger it dries faster you could do a whole pattern top in a day um water-based paint you'd be sitting there with the hair dryer for most of the day Mm -hmm. because that paint just doesn't dry um i mean it does but then even again if if you rush like just say you have a dryer on it um, and then you take it off and you go to add patterns or you just say you go and you put a dryer on it and you go to clear coat house of color over it. And here's the thing with water-based paint, it better be dry because if you go and put urethane paint over it and that paint still has water in it because it's water soluble, like that's what, that's what it's used for. Then you're really screwed. You're going to get these blisters and everything else. And the other thing too, about water-based paint, there's a lot of stuff you can't do with it. Um, because it's water-based, like obviously you can't do water bubbles, um, mm. because you use water for water bubbles. But, um, but, but like a lot of things that I don't like is, is just the fact that I like to do patterns and to, to shoot a pattern and then to mask off over the pattern you just shot, dude, it takes like an hour. I, it took me like, I don't know, three days to do a pattern roof and I'm usually done in a day. That's when I was just like, forget this, this paint's not for me. It sucks. <laughs> Joe, uh, Joe uses it, Altered Works, yeah. but he does the one, the you know, the single color paint schemes, mm-hmm. and they, they all look really good. And the main reason he told me he doesn't like urethane paint, he thinks it's too thick. The um, the clear is a little thick, and I, he is right. The clear is a little thick. I wish it was a little thinner. But as far as durability goes, like you could leave, you could paint your car with House of Color and leave it out on the mantle for five years, and you could literally just get some car polish and clean it up. If you did that with some Tamiya paint or some or some water-based paint, their thing would be trash. Yeah. Like, like you literally have to put it in a case. Like, literally have to put it in one of those display cases. Otherwise, it, the time eats it away. And then even, even over time, they, they start to lose their look. Uh-huh. Like, like I compare watercolors after, like, three years. They look like a lowrider car from, like, the early 90s that you see today. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? They're yeah. kind of faded. They're uh-huh. kind of blocked out they don't look as good that's the whole thing about it they just they just don't look good you know what i mean look at gypsy rose you seen gypsy rose Mm -hmm. that's house of color 
a yeah. thousand color clear. That's and they just crazy. all they do all they do is color sand that car every I don't know six seven years and then just throw more clear on. Yeah, a new layer of clear. <laughs> yeah, the thing looks brand new. Yeah, but, it does. But, but, but I'm telling you, it should last forever. Yeah. But, but but you know, for the money, I think the house of color is probably, the, I think it's the easiest paint. I don't know why people are so intimidated. I think it's the easiest paint I've ever used. Uh-huh. I, um, um, I, when I started using the house of color, they're clear. I started off with the UC35. And I was, I was happy with it. But then I remember seeing you showing the, the show clear. Yeah, see, and, and um, I was like, "Oh, fuck! I want to try that." And then once yeah. I tried it, I bought one of their kits at Coast Airbrush yeah. for like I think it was like a hundred bucks at the time. And I was like, I noticed when I was mixing it, um, it seemed uh, like the catalyst seemed thicker when I was pouring it out. Like everything just seemed different. And then once I sprayed it, I was like, "Dude, like this is like this is way nicer than the UC thirty five. See, I, the one guy messaged me from, uh, man, what's that guy's name? Real cool guy. I can't think of his name. Uh, Inglewood Customs, I believe. Inglewood mm-hmm. uh, Scale. Real cool dude. He's like, Chris, what's up with this clear? This is trash. And he even had a, I, uh, then I went on his page and, and he had a <laughs> post about it too. He even had a before, and, and it did. It looked like trash. He had, he said, look at this is PPG clear. And this is House of Color Clear. I'll look at everyone bragging about House of Color Clear, and look how foggy it is. It looks like shit. He said, "Look at look at this PPG Clear, and it's cheaper. Look at it; looks way better." Uh-huh. And so I messaged him, and I was like, "Hey, bro, that's UC thirty five. He's like, "What's that?" I said, "That's what they use for like." I said, "I said if House of Color had an industrial clear, that's what it is." Uh huh. That. You see, okay, you see 35, that, my buddy paints um, Harleys, that's what he uses, not even for like the, like the, like the saddlebags, that's what he uses for the gas tank. That's just in case gas gets on it. You know, when you're filling up the motorcycle? Yeah. Um, that's why he uses that, that, that clear stronger than show clear, um, for that reason, but it doesn't look better, but it's a compromise. So when you have industrial clear, it won't look as good as show clear, but it'll definitely be stronger when you get gasoline and, you know, different stuff on it like that. It tends to hold up stronger, Mm -hmm. but it's not. But for what we do, you're never going to throw gasoline on your model. So you got to You got to sit back and just kind of be like, okay. And I told him, too, he said, well, why the fuck did the guy sell me this? (laughs) And I looked at him and I and and, and, you know what? And, And the sad part was he had a gallon of it. A gallon. Damn. A gallon. Not a quart, but a gallon. <laughs> no, I, I paint a lot of pieces. There's people that paint more pieces than me. I have not went in any model car studio and seen a dude with a gallon of anything. Yeah, damn. I just haven't. I mean, even people, my buddy paints motorcycles. I've seen him with, shoot, quarts. I've never even seen him with a gallon of clear. And so I, I told him, I said, where'd you get that? He said, the body shop. And then I told him, I said, well, did you tell the guy what you were doing? And he said, no. So that's why it's very important when people go buy things, they, they, they ask, this is what I'm doing. Like at Coast Airbrush, when you go to buy that show clear, mm-hmm. what do I mix this down to? They'll tell you, uh, what is it? For, uh, three, one on one. They try to, uh-huh. but see, when you tell them I'm using a model, they'll be like, Oh, you're using a model. Okay. Wow. Two to one, just two part clear one part hardener 
and then that's it. You don't even need any reducer with that clear. So if you use if you use reducer with that house of color clear and it works out for you fine, mm-hmm. you should try not using reducer at all in the house of color show clear and it works out even better. Yeah. I don't know if you use reducer in it now. I do. I have like the the times that I've used the the show clear, I've done um just yeah, from no. I follow I followed what's on the tech sheets for that. Yeah, no, that's that's the worst thing you could do. See, painting is like one thing. I, one thing I learned is painting's like cooking meth. It's like <laughs> the guys that the guys that know how to do it, they're going to tell you how to do it. It's weird. Uh-huh. It's like they'll sit there and watch you fuck things up. But um, Tom is like the, my buddy works at Coast. He told me um, when I first got into the House of Color Clear. He said, Chris, I don't know why in the hell they tell people to put reducer in the stuff. He said, when you put reducer in it, it just shoots way differently. And I tried it both ways. And, dude, he was right. The clear behaves totally differently. Um, when you when you use reducer, first off, when you put the reducer in that clear, you better make sure it flashed enough time. If you went and you put some reducer in that clear and it didn't flash enough time, what happens is when you add another coat of clear on top of it, those solvents are trapped from the reducer that's still there. That's when you get the, the, the I'm telling you, it looks horrible. It looks yeah. like a science fair project. And, and so, and so the, the cool thing though, is with no reducer, um, you, it, it looks like, like when you clear coat it and you see the way it looks like you're like, damn, it looks like glass. It mm-hmm. usually tends to look that, that way five hours later even when it's dry when you use the reducer it looks like oh man it looks good and then you come back and it's not yeah. um it, it, and and again it just it's just i think it's just like what tom said it, it, it's just just a, it, you're you're asking for something to happen either you're going to get a when you add reducer in it's either going to make it run uh-huh. or if it doesn't run it's just going to give you a reaction from some kind of solvent pop issue that's what they call solvent pop is when you clear too many times and you don't let things. That's why when you see cars that look cool, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you ever see cars at shows that look. I know it happens a lot. Like I'll see them, and then the light will turn a certain way, and it usually happens on like either the top of the hood, the top of the roof, or the top of the trunk. And what happens is you see these little dimples in the paint. They're real tiny, but you see these little dimples in the paint, and it's real consistent. You have to look hard to see them. You have to know what you're looking at, but it's solvent pop. Um, most people have them that don't buff their cars out um, because naturally that's what house of color paint is. House of color paint is made to be color sanded and it's made to be buffed out. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to shoot house of color clear and say it came out perfect unless you've done that because the way the, way the, the chemicals react when you shoot it, you get these little tiny divots in it and don't get me wrong. They're real easy to get off. I mean, you only need like, I, I use 2,500 grit and they come right off in like 10 minutes, five minutes, not even. And then that's when I go over it with the Dremel and they're, then they're completely gone. But I've heard people message me that they don't even polish with the Dremel. They'll straight color sand with 2,500. Um, and they'll just use some kind of special cloth and it comes out good for them. You know, to each his own, but either way, I've noticed that a lot of the cars I've seen that are really, really nice, they're somewhat kind of color sanded and buffed out. Mm-hmm. And and I think that a lot of people, 
they should head toward that phase if they want to start color sanding and buffing out. Because to me, when I clear coat something, there's less pressure because I know that I got a color sand and I got to buff it out. So if a fly lands on the top of it, I honestly don't give a shit. Yeah. I'll, I'll take the fly off uh-huh. and I'll be, I'll, you know, I'll let it dry. Cause I know I got to color sand it anyway. Things don't got to come out perfect. Cause I know I got to color sand and buff it out anyway. Yeah. Um, and, and you know that things are going to come out perfect. I watched the thing on YouTube. I, a guy asked me, where did I learn a lot about paint? I learned it on YouTube. Um, i watched the house of the, that, that guy that invented house of color. Um, he was talking about, um, color sanding and buffing out things like that. And I watched a full video of the guy and he actually colors, he, he clear coated a car. And he didn't even use water. He just got like 2,500 grit sandpaper and sanded on the clear with that. And then he buffed it out straight from there. And it came out like a mirror. Damn. I'm telling you, that old guy was gnarly. The guy who invented House of Color, that yeah. guy's fucking gnarly. If you ever have time, go on YouTube and watch some is of it, videos. Is it the one where he's painting like, it's like a red Camaro at the end? Yes. Uh-huh. Now, he's got, he's got a bunch of videos, but yeah. I believe that is the one, though. Okay. But I, I like watching his videos, um, and you can even go in there and type in what you want, like SG100. Um, I think the other one is SG101 or, or 150. 150, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, so you could type them all in, and so when you're just starting off, you, you could type them in, and he'll explain in full detail what each one is used for. Um, and, and so you can kind of figure it out, like, okay, why am I using SG100? to shoot my my pearl when they got sg150 and it says pearl and flake carrier so like you try like you figure everything out easier mm-hmm. um because i've tried the sg150 personally and i didn't like it um for the flake I, yeah i used it i used it for what it said it was used for and i just didn't like it i was like why did they make this product it was like a needed because all they need is just the sg100 and i think it solves everything mm-hmm. um but but yeah but um but yeah, but I started getting into that. One thing I really want to get into, I know I'm going to suck at, is pinstriping. So I never really tried to get into it. But I really do respect the guys that are like really good at it. But gold leaf looks fun to me and pinstriping. Yeah, but, yeah, hell yeah. You know that shit just looks really hard, bro. I can't, nah, it I mean, does. I, <laughs> last you know, I, last year boy, I was my, trying it. Right, my boy, my boy tried doing it. it looked like Michael J. Fox did it. So, <laughs> 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 no and you know on a model they're just smaller oh, and you know yeah. it's weird some people they just do it like my buddy my buddy fever paints i keep mentioning that dude he goes he does uh like skateboards and shit he does lowrider bikes he doesn't really fuck with models too much and this cat um I can't think of his name, Roblo or something from down the scale took him something to do some gold leaf on. And in the back of my head, I was thinking, Oh man, this is going to come out like shit because Fernando never works on models. He only does big stuff. And man, I'm not going to lie. That thing came. I, I, my jaw hit the floor when I saw the way that thing came out. Yeah. I told Fernando, man. Yeah, I know. I told him, I said, I'm going to take you some cars now. (laughs) (laughs) Cause I didn't think it was going to come out that good. But, uh, but, but yeah, it came out pretty good, but yeah. So, yeah. So I don't know right now. Um, I, I, my, like I was talking to Spanks and so I was kind of, do you remember the rolling hard t-shirts or no? Oh yeah. Hell yeah. I had some. Okay. Back I then. Was, yeah. So I was telling Spanks, I said, what if we brought those back? 
Uh-huh. And he was like, what do you mean? I said, what if we made those shirts again? Just brought them back because they kind of fell off. People don't have them anymore. And I'm telling you right now, if they still made them back in the day, I don't know where, where, where they sell shit now. I'm not a kid. But back in the day, they sold those shirts at Miller's Outpost. I don't even think Miller's Outpost is still around. Yeah, no, nah, I remember that. So there was there was a mall where I grew up in Oxnard. And I remember Miller's Outpost at the top. Like they had this, like the trim around the store on the top. It was all this like Western little yeah, di- yeah, diorama yeah, 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 kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So the anchor blue clothes there. And yeah. Uh huh. And um, that's where the, that's where I remember buying all my rolling hard shirts. Um, but I was just thinking about it. I was like, you know, I know a lot of kids that would wear that shit today, but they don't even have the option to because they don't even sell them anymore. Yeah. Um. So I was thinking about doing that, and then um, I was, I was telling Spanx, I was like, you know. There's a lot of people that need chrome in California that don't get their chrome done. Mm-hmm. And so I was telling Spanx, I said, what if we bought a chrome machine and we started doing chrome for people in California? And then he was like, Chris, that's a good idea. Because, yeah. well, I mean, I don't know about you, but I mean, I know everyone sends their chrome to Chrome Tech. And before that, they were sending their chrome to the guy on Facebook and he's using like spray paint or whatever on it and sending it back. <laughs> Yeah, dang, it's ready. He's it's ready. I'm not even gonna say his name because that dude's shady. My house may get burned down. Dang, but that, dude, that dude was using like spastic paint. Like, <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually, it looked better. It looked better. Yeah, because I seen I seen Jeffrey's car, and and I said, dude, what is that? And he says, you're not gonna believe it. And I said, what is it? He said, that's spastic, that chrome. And I said, you're lying. And he says, nah. He says, he says, I know what I'm doing, though. He says, I could make it look better than Chrome. And he wasn't lying. That should look better than Chrome. It definitely looked better than what my buddy paid that guy on Facebook to Chrome play, because that looked like shit. Mm-hmm. But um, but I told uh, I told my buddy, I said, why don't we buy the machine, and then we could Chrome play stuff for people that are local. That way, they don't got to send their stuff all the way out of state. So that's what we're kind of in the club doing right now. I'm trying to get some machines and trying to see what machines work. And which ones don't, because I'm not, you know, in the Chrome business. So mm-hmm. it's kind of hard paint business. So it's kind of hard for me to go out and just kind of see what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. But that's what I'm kind of out for. Cause I'm kind of, that's going to be dope, man. That's exciting. That's what I, that's what I'm thinking of, you know, cause I'm, I, I'm getting tired of hearing the stories about people building cars and they're waiting like two months for Chrome. Yeah. I mean, that's just, I mean, that's kind of retarded. So, so I'm thinking of like, okay, well I'm thinking I could make some money here and maybe create a faster turnaround rate. So that's what I'm hoping for in the future, you know. Yeah, that'll be like yeah. a like a nice addition to the to the model world because you know it's like people are getting deep into the 3D printing, and and like you know, but the one thing you need is you need things Chrome too. Exactly, and there's not enough Chromers. I think we got enough. Uh, no offense to the 3D printers, uh, that's a lot of work, um, but we have enough 3D printers now. Yeah, but they, um, but it could always be like let's say they three D print like a frame or something, but now they need it chrome plated, exactly or wheels that, that's, chrome plated bumper my, anything. That, that's my whole point. Yeah. Like there's 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 I, I can name five three D printers, but I can only name one chromer. Yeah, you see what I mean. And the one chromer I can name is all the way Chrome Tech is not even in California. I don't think I think he's in Nevada or something or something. But 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 he's not even out here. So that's what, that's what I'm trying to do. And the one guy that does do Chrome, he's, he's trying to charge a hundred dollars a tree. And I'm like, dude, Pete, we ain't selling crack, bro. 
the car ain't real, dude. It's not going to Japan after. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> so that that's what I'm that's what I'm working on. I'm trying to get some chrome, and I'm trying to do some stuff to where people, you know, feel more interested in building cars and you mm-hmm. know, do things for a better price. I think that guy's charging like thirty dollars for chrome. I was gonna do them for like twenty or something like that. And the machine's kind of big, so I was gonna like either give it to Spanks or Jamal because Jamal just got a house and he's all happy about. So I was gonna go take the machine over there and let there him you go. go. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah, nah, be that'd be a that'd be like a big game changer right there. I think. Yes. Having, so what, having that. Yeah. So so what are you guys up to at masterpieces? What's Juan up to? Yeah, I know. I know. I know Juan. He's been going really heavy deep into like the Hot Wheels. Yes, that guy. Um, he's heavy into the Hot Wheels. Yeah, like he he's just been doing a lot of. Uh, like he just recently, there's like I think like once I don't know if it's once a month. There's like a meet out there in um, can't remember the city, but I'm I think it's in Orange County, and it's like a Hot Wheels thing, like a night that they get together on Wednesdays, and um and they the the last show they had it was like a lowrider theme, and they and he ended up winning first place on a glass house that he took, and um and. He took a, it was like a little hopper from Jeffries out there yeah. as well. So I know, I know he's been like super like busy. Like, you no, know, it's funny. You know, I, I ran into him at the show usually cause, cause uh, I, I met him when I first really started getting into the show car bit of it. And I just remember he had some badass cars, but uh, I caught him at where, where, where was I? I think it was at the super show or something. And I ran into him. And I said, Juan, what are you up to? And that guy's always cool. He's like, what's up, Chris? And I was like, what are you working on? He reaches in his pocket and he pulls out this little bag. Uh And I'm thinking to myself, what's in there, Coke? What's what's he got? I'm looking at it. He's got a Hot Wheel in it. (laughs) And it just caught us all off guard. And I told him, I said, man, I thought you had some weed in there. He's like, Chris. And I was like, I know. We know you don't do any drugs. And it was just funny how he had the little Hot Wheel in the bag. And he gave it to us, and he got all these little patterns and shit all over it. And I'm like, how did you do that? Like, yeah. that's just like it took too much time. Yeah, I did. I did one Hot Wheel. I, I built a bomb truck like a year or two ago, and then I I went to a model show and I seen oh, uh, well, it wasn't even a Hot Wheel; it was some other brand, but it was the same scale. And it had the skirts and everything on. It was pretty cool. It was a fifty pickup truck. I already had the skirts and the visor on it. So I took that apart, and I just and. My, the bomb truck I painted the, to replicate, it was only one color. Um, but that was a bitch. That was really a bitch to do. Uh-huh. And that was the last Hot Wheel I ever did. Hey, that's <laughs> it. Screw it. Yeah. <laughs> dude, that, dude, those little things are hard. No, nah, yeah. I, I, I tried it, too. Like, I remember uh, kicking it with Juan and then seeing him doing his thing. And I was like, he like he got me pumped about it. And he's all yeah. like, "Yeah, you should, you should try it." I'm like, "Yeah, I should, huh?" But I was like, "But dang, I, I don't even have any Hot Wheels, like any Impalas or whatever." And we went, we went somewhere, and then I got some, and then I know Armando hooked me up with some, and another friend of mine gave me some. All of a sudden, I had all these like Impala Hot Wheels, and I'm like, "Dope!" So he's all like, "Yeah, this, uh, this is what you should use to strip it." And I forgot the name of the spray, but it's like the spray that I got at Home Depot. And I, I just like stripped that little car as soon as the aircraft, it's like the aircraft stripper. It's like a, it's a foam material 
that it shoots out of the can. It's it, the the can is gold and it shows like the person shooting like over wood and metal. But I don't think it says aircraft on it or anything like that. But it might it might be pretty close because that thing touched my skin, dude, and it was burning. Yeah, like bad. And yeah, I and I put soap and I washed it over and over and it, I could still feel that burn. Yeah, well, that's what that shit does. It's like getting easy off on your foot or something, not knowing it's on your foot until <laughs> it starts burning. Dude. By the time you get the, have you ever got easy off on you? Nuh-uh, uh-uh. Oh boy, woo! They make that and it's stronger than it used to be. Um, I, I, a lot of people said they don't, they don't use easy off. I love using easy off to strip models. Oh man. Cause house of color is a bitch to get off, especially if you got clear on it. Um, but that easy off dude, it'll take about two, three coats. You just throw it on there, let it dry, throw it on and do it a couple few times like uh-huh. that. And man, you get, a, you get a brush, like a nylon brush. Dude, that paint just comes right off. Some people said that that they put easy off on their model and it ate the plastic. And what I think, what, what I think it was, was, is that they put it over resin, resin kit stuff mm. and resin kit stuff. You can't strip it. I mean, if you mess resin, I mean, it is what it is. You can't strip yeah, resin. That's it. Um, yeah. You just melt the resin. But, um, but I've never had any problems with easy off, but dude, it just, you better wear gloves. Yeah. And, uh, and dude, I'm telling you, I, I went on, and I was stripping a car one day and I got a drop of it on my foot and I went inside. I was on the phone and I was talking to somebody and my foot started to burn. I was still on the phone. And then I was like, oh shit, this burn. It was like electric burning. I was like, dude, I went, got that something. I, I cleaned it off. That shit burned me down to the white knee and I'm black. <laughs> so I, was like, <laughs> I still got the scar on my foot too. Yeah. So that's strong. crazy. That's strong. Yeah, it's like acid. That shit is really strong. Even when you breathe it in, it makes you cough. It's real strong. Uh-huh. But it works. I mean, it works faster than what are the people using brake fluid and purple power? Yeah, I tried using that that purple power on Hasaka. It didn't work for me. No, it doesn't. It takes forever. Yeah, you yeah. should easy off. I'm telling you, the easy off is the best thing that you could ever have. Yeah. And it's so easy to use. When things don't, when things don't come out close to perfect now, I just easy off it. Like, I'll, get, I'll have easy off right there. Just throw easy off on it. Leave it. Like, I was doing the 50 pickup, and the bed wasn't coming out right. Like, it looked good. It look, it would have looked good enough for the guy I was doing it for, but it didn't look good enough for me. And so I was sitting there, and I was trying to come up with the reason why I was going to repaint it. And so in a situation like that, I just walked up, and I just kind of picked the bed of the truck up when it was wet and fucked it up on purpose to force me to repaint it. Mm-hmm. That's what <laughs> it's funny. That's what I do to shit. That's kind of like ninety percent there. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like if I see something like that, it's kind of close. I'll just walk up and I'll fuck it up. That way, it forces me to just go about and do it the, as best as I can. And do it, yeah, yeah. And uh, that, that always works for me because uh, I don't want to shortcut anything. But uh, but yeah, that's where I'm at right now. What's the next model show coming up? Um, the SoCal Open. That's going to be in May, May third on a Sunday. Did you go to it oh, last yeah, last, okay. last year? Uh, I don't think I went to that last year. Yeah, it was uh, it was here in uh, in Chatsworth. Not, Chatsworth. Yeah, that's not too far. Okay, Spanx went. No, Spanx. Okay, you're right. I think Spanx went. How far is Chatsworth? Yeah, because I'm I'm out over here in Simi Valley. So to me, it's like a 15 minute drive. But from Chatsworth Chatsworth to LA, it's probably like 40 minutes. Okay, that ain't far. I'm gonna go to that. That's yeah, you should. Like, yeah. I notice a lot of people tend to go to that show. That's like a pretty, a pretty. Is that big... indoor or outdoor? That show. Yeah, indoor, but yeah, it it does get pretty indoor. hot in there though. 
That's for sure. Not as hot as Cadillac Fest. Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I felt walking around Cadillac Fest, man, I'm telling you, because I, I was born in South Central, and, and, my, and my family's real religious, so they'd always take me to church on Sunday. And one thing it felt like, because I, I haven't been to church in years. I forgot mm-hmm. what it was like. But one thing I do remember was it was always really fucking hot in those little churches. And mm-hmm. so when I was at Cadillac Fest, that's one thing I was like, damn, I was like, it felt like one of them churches out there in L.A. when I was a kid. I was like, shit. I was like, yeah. I don't even know what's going on with I'm going to see what's up with Mike Jr. and see if they're even having a Cadillac for Fest the, this year. For this, yeah, I haven't heard anything. Um, no, I haven't heard anything either. So, you know, well, you know, like, last year the, the location got killed. Um, didn't they, that, that, the, that Frankenson's location, didn't, didn't they move buildings? Like, I, well, uh, well, I don't know what's, what the deal is with Frankenson's. All I know is what the people themselves did. And I thought it was kind of BS. They went and said that, and keep in mind, we were, we were all there, um, dirt before the show is early in the morning. Um, everyone was there during the show and all of everyone was there even after the show. And the people that own that place tried to say that somebody went and stole a gumball machine. What? Yeah. The hell? And they, yeah. And so when we went back and wanted to throw the last Cadillac test we threw, that's why we ended up doing it at the other venue with the other, with the, uh, the other guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the at the Lowrider Super Show, that's why we were on that venue because we couldn't get the spot back at Frank and Sons because those people were playing games. And I honestly think it was just a lie. I think they just they just didn't want a Lowrider show back there, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why they went and and threw the show with that other guy. And it was kind of a blessing in disguise because. When we threw this, when, when, when actually we didn't even hit the guy up, the guy throwing that super show hit my junior up and asked if he could have Cadillac Fest at his show. And Mike was like, okay. So Mike didn't even have to pay for the location. So it was pretty good. Yeah. It just like worked out really good right yeah, there. Yeah. It worked out really good. So we got a better location. Um, that because that I don't know if you went. Did you go to that super show? That one, no, I wasn't able to go to that one. Yeah, it was nice. It was indoor. Um, oh man, they had a Mac Ten concert. Oh, it was badass. Yeah, it I was saw, badass. I saw footage from it, and I, it, it looked like a, <laughs> it a was big, tur- big turnout. It was badass. It was yeah. badass. Um, and so they had a Mac Ten concert. They had a big concert with a whole bunch of other people, and um, and dude was just filled with cars filled with cars honestly if i can compare it to anything i mean it was it was like torres in a way but in a way it almost felt like it was in the 90s again it was it was really good show um i don't know if they plan on doing that again what i don't know if that's what they're gonna do i don't know i'm gonna call mike and see what he says i haven't talked to him about it but i hope that they do the same thing again Mm mm-hmm but uh, but yeah but but yeah but that Frank and Sons venue ain't gonna happen no more. But I bet everyone really isn't too mad because it was hot as hell in there. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it's crazy. Yeah, like so. yeah, it, it gets hot. Like I mean, because nah, you're you're in, you're inside, hot. you're hanging out, you're chopping it up with your friends, and you're looking at the cars, 
And then you're just like, dang, it sucks if you, when you show up to a show and you're wearing just jeans, you know, instead of shorts. Yeah. And it's, and it's all hot. And nah, dude. I mean, I was beat because uh, we, me, Spanks, and Victor, we judged that show. And that show had, I don't know how many cars there. That show was insane. And it was so hot. <laughs> and and uh, there were so many cars there, we didn't even have time to... Uh, to, to really even hydrate ourselves. I felt like I was going to pass out damn it through two thirds of that show. Yeah. I think, I think what Armando did, I think his, I, I think Armando's way of judging is, was far more effective than what we did. Um, the way, cause we, we threw the first, uh, the first, the first Cadillac fest. I don't know if you remember, we had the Whittier Boulevard. Do you yeah. That? Yeah. That, dude, that was like, I would, <laughs> I, I would say, I guess that, well, not, I guess, but that is pretty much like my first, official like model show, show for me yeah yeah so i was walking around there and so me and me and armando were in charge of that part of the show the model show um, and i was just supposed to take direction from armando so mike jr was like chris just do what armando wants and i was like okay and so so anyway i'm walking around that show and i'm looking at all the cars and I'm thinking of my, and I was intimidated. I was like, fuck, man, how are we going to judge all these cars? And we only got like three hours. How are we going to do this? It's just me and him. So I walked up to him and I'm like, Armando, how are we going to judge all these cars? And he looked at me and he's all, Chris, I'm already done. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all set. <laughs> I was like, I was like, really? And he's like, Chris, I'm already done. I already know who won. I already see, I see, he's like, I see what's here. He's, he's looking around. He's like, I, I see what's here. I already know who won. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. I was like, okay, fuck it. Okay, fine. <laughs> like, Take it. But not. And, uh, and he did a good job. And he gave the awards out and everything. The Teen Angels Award and everything. I just, I just hope that uh, the, 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 uh, the, the next show we have, I just hope it's, uh, it's another indoor venue. Uh-huh. Um, where they have an air conditioner. Yeah. Um, that would be really, really nice. No, nah, yeah, it makes, um, it makes a big, a big difference having the air conditioner. I, 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 me personally, um, I don't know what's gonna happen. Um, if they, if I don't know if they're gonna do it again or if they're gonna do the bike show with it. Um, I don't know, but but don't be surprised if you see the the model show on its own. Yeah, That'd because be pretty, Fernando, because well, because Fernando was doing the bike show bit of it. Now, Fernando just had, like, two more kids last week. Um, so he's got, like, three kids now. I don't think he has enough time to do the to do the, uh, the Lowrider Bike Show anymore. So I think it's just going to be a, a, a model show um, at Cadillac Fest. I don't think mm-hmm. they're really going to have the bikes anymore, even if, even if, even if they're, they're going to have Cadillac Fest and have the be the model. Because the way Mike was doing it and wanted it to be was he wanted Cadillac Fest to be its own show. Yeah, the, the model car show was on the same day, but he wanted it to kind of separate from his show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he wanted eventually to have these shows on to not even be a part of each other. They'd be like he, he wanted he wanted the lowrider model car super show to grow off of his show, but he didn't always want it to be recognized with his show. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, so this way they're they're like their own standalone. Big- Exactly. Exactly. And so, and so, even if Cadillac, I don't know what we're Cadillac. I haven't even heard any noise about Cadillac Fest. I haven't talked to Mike in a couple of months or so, but um, I haven't heard any noise about Cadillac Fest. 
but they'll be shocked if you do that, you know, the, the lowrider car super show isn't mentioned, but there will definitely be another one. I don't know when, mm-hmm. um, but, but I'm, we're just going to have to, I guess, sit back. Yeah. Have you, have you guys ever thought, um, well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure if you guys come up with, uh, with the show and you come up with the name or would you guys want to do it more like finance creations presents? So this is like your guys' show. Oh, no, no. That, 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 that's the way, well, honestly, that was the way it was supposed to be the last time, mm. but it was just confusing because it had the Cadillac Fest logo on there. See, yeah. that's what, that was my, that was my big, my big concern was, uh, I was a little disappointed. It didn't have a finest creation plaque anywhere on there. So it was like, okay, well, who's throwing this, who's throwing the show? You know what I mean? So now it'll hopefully, uh, even if we're a part of there, it'll at least say that or at least our club on the flyer. Yeah. Um, but but again, I guess we're gonna have to sit back and see if there's even a uh, another Cadillac Fest. Um, I just see, and the other thing is too, I want there to be like, because uh, I know Lowrider Magazine's gone. Um, but you remember they had like Lowrider Magazine shows, and they had like Lowrider Magazine sanctions shows. Now it'd be really cool if everyone could get together and they could agree, like, okay, everybody could throw a show. But there's only going to be one. And I don't care who throws it. Like, I don't even want to sound like I have an ego. Anyone could throw the show. I mean, so many ways could throw it. That'd be really cool if they can. Um, I love to support their club. They always support everyone else. Yeah. Um, Now, it'd be really cool if everyone could get together and then just go, okay, we're going to have, like, back in the 90s when they had Lowrider of the Year. They had Euro of the Year. They had Bomb of the Year. Bomb Truck of the Year. You remember that? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, that'd be really cool if they had it for for model cars. I think it would inspire people more um, to build really crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 knowing that they'll hold some kind of a title for it for and it'll last a year. Yeah, like like you know what I mean? No, hell um, yeah, like bragging rights. Like this yeah. guy, this guy got it. Um, the thing that'll mess that all up is if just say so many ways does a, a lowrider model car of the year. And then right after they do it, um, somebody else does it. And then I do it. And then we got four um, lowrider model cars of the year. Yeah. Like, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's almost like, okay. like it's almost like boxing. There's all these titles, different companies. Yeah. And, and it's like, like uh, it's, who, no one even there's cares. There's no value. <laughs> yeah. There's no value. Uh-huh. And so, and so I, I, I kind of want to, like, hold the sit down of, like, all the people who throw big shows. Um, and, and I'm not even like saying it should be anyone specifically. I'm not even saying so many ways or even us or even master or anyone. Um, it, it'd just be really cool if we could sit down with some people who throw the big shows like the Valley Con guys and just tell them, Hey, instead of saying this, why don't you call it the model car of the year? That way it just sounds cooler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause think about it. You go, you go, you go to the, um, What's the biggest model show? The the what's it called? The, the NNL West. Yes. Okay. At that show, they should do that. They should do just that. That way, there's a definitive title holder, um, and have like like a first, second, and third, and then that's what everyone has to look up to. So yeah. that way, when Spanx goes to build a car, Spanx could look at that and go, "Okay, that's the car I got to beat." Like like you know like how they do real cars. Yeah. Um, I think I think that would add more more value and more more intrigue and 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 more interest if 
if they would do stuff like that. And then they would do it for each category. Like, like they would have a, like a, like a lowrider truck, like wrapped with envy, like, like, you know what I mean? And, and like, even the euros, like, like suicide revenge and touch of wine, like Casanova. Do you remember Casanova? That one. Damn. I'm trying to think. Let me see. Let me go. I'll, I'll look it up right now. Casanova. What year? Did it, that was one come it was in the nineties. I mean, the owner got shot. He was in his house and died. What was this? What was yeah, Casanova? It was like a was it a two forty or I forget. It was a oh, Nissan. Yeah, yeah, here we are. Like you know, they, you see like, what I mean? Like like, like a radical. Like yeah, and somebody actually built a model car replica of that. I seen it. Have you seen the replica of that? Let me see. There's a model car replica Damn, of that. Damn, this thing of, has a. Of, oh, of this I was looking at a different one right now. I was like, God yeah, damn. Guy, a guy, a guy built a 25th scale of Casanova, like small. I seen a photo of it from NNL West, actually. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. You're right. Someone you know did. What about the whole front clip comes up. You know uh -huh. what I mean? It has doors. Um, it's it's a red. Rob Vanderslice painted it. I don't know if you're familiar with Rob Vanderslice. Mm -mm. He's he's he used to be a big time meth head back in the '90s, but he cleaned his all. He's He's all, he's real religious now. He's like turning. Uh -huh. he, he changed all his ways. Um, but back in the day, he paint one of them cars in fuck a few days, dude. On fucking eight ball, <laughs> dude. Watch. Oh, and you think I played? Go if you if you get bored, go on YouTube and look up Rob Vanderslice, and he'll show. And he has a video where he shows all the paint jobs he's done. He has a he has a video called Miles of literally Miles of Tape because his paint jobs were like Casanova. Like that. Um, like, everything he touched was like that. Oh, I found um, it. Yeah, I found Rob Vanderslice. He has, like, all these videos. That's what I'm saying. Red the guy was candy, pretty nuts. 11 miles of tape. Step-by-step -step patterns and flames. Damn, he has a lot of videos. Yeah. Now, he used to be a meth head. I didn't even know that. I just remember when I used to see his stuff back in the day, in the 90s. I just remember, holy fuck, this shit is nuts. You've seen a lot of his work on all them cars from Legion's from back in the day, from Legion's car club. Um, but but I'm watching his videos now, and he was like, fuck, man, I was on so much meth, I'm shocked I'm alive today. Wow. Like, you watch, like he says it on YouTube. Uh -huh. and, and it's just amazing, but it all makes sense because the guy was turning out like two cars a month, dude, like crazy pain. And so you're like, how's he doing that? That's how. The dude wasn't sleeping. <laughs> and, so, and, and i'm sure and i'm sure a lot of those guys probably didn't even pay cash you probably just traded some stuff you know yeah here you go you know you know you know how that is and so, and so you know but it's just crazy yeah but but yeah he changed he's like all religious now and he and he makes those videos on youtube and, and uh i started watching him too i haven't seen him in a while mm -hmm. i haven't seen him in a couple of years it sounds like he added some because I, I didn't see the, the flame one i didn't see the other one either yeah i'm gonna have to watch him i see he has a lot of videos on there that's what we need too somebody needs to start up a, a model car youtube channel um i saw like one mm -hmm. um but yeah but it's kind of dead i think i had an nnl from like six year five years ago or something yeah. like that I, i've been posting on the scale writers one pretty uh like i try to post something like almost every week only this February was the only month I was a little slow on it, but I try my best to like do a, either a tutorial or just to showcase like some stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it it slows down if I don't go to a show because then I can't get content. 
No, you're right. You're right. You're yeah. right. And, the, and there's only like through. so much. And I, I don't want to like be like just recording my cars in my room, you know? So No, you're right. You're right. So you're right. whenever whenever I go to like a show and I'm there, my, my main thing is like, all right, photos and video. Let me let me try to and now you try to like you, you should you should get like a camera and like a, a tripod and like go set some shit up like I don't know like I don't know once every couple months or a few months go to somebody like like Joe he's got that jewelry lathe that sounds like some cool shit yeah. like you should go down to his house sit down with him take a video of him what like do like like actually in person like like do a video of him make in it a, some of that little yeah and like post that on youtube because i've seen some of those little pumps he made that that shit looks pretty cool man that little yeah. i didn't see where he was going with that shit because i remember him talking about it chris i got a jewelry lathe and i'm like the fuck you you don't you're not a jeweler what, the, what are you gonna do <laughs> and he's like chris you're not thinking man use your head i could make so much cool shit with this and i'm like a jewelry lathe i don't know he's like chris it comes with all the parts already blah 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 and then man that kid didn't even have that thing for two weeks. And I went on Instagram. He's already making shit. Yeah. And I was just like, and then I seen where he was going with it. And I was just like, wow, he could actually charge some serious money for some of that shit. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, Ooh, that just looks pretty cool. And no one's doing it because no one has jewelry laid. Have you seen how much a jewelry laid costs? Oh, dude, they're expensive. Uh, yeah. Go Pom- on eBay. I looked. I like, yeah. Like <laughs> there's like dudes selling them at Pomona swap meet for like 400 bucks but yeah. it's missing parts it doesn't yeah. even work needs work yeah exactly yeah, exactly like, dang i, I yeah, wonder yeah. i wonder how much a new one and one that's working must cost that's what i'm saying that's why i'm about to get that chrome machine and see if me and old joe here could swap some work <laughs> yeah dude that'll be like, like a nice trade-off right there yeah 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 you know what i mean so what's armando been up to yeah he he um i know well he was out in Japan and he did um yeah, a heard. replica um a building <laughs> Paradise Road. Isn't it on the cover of the, the dedicated or something he did is going to be or something. I mm-hmm. heard on I know the like today dedicated had uh, launched their their pre-orders but I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that one for volume 4. Um but he he did that um that building, and then he also came out with a, a '65 Impala called uh, a Rival, and it's it's a purple one. I don't know if you've seen it on his page. He he busted it out at the NNL West. Did it win? I'm sure it did. That one? No, I don't. I don't think so. I, I'm trying to think. Like, if he won. did, if he did, then it must be because everyone felt bad. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot which um, who because I wasn't there when they were doing the awards. I was oh, out, wow. dude. I was out roaming around the building trying to find food with my homie. Cause you've gone there, right, to the NNL West? Uh, no, I've never been. You know what? I'm looking at Boogie Nights too right now, and I'm like, hmm. Yeah, that's a new one. That's another one that he's working on. And um, watch. Let me uh try to see. Yeah, he should have a, on his page a, a purple '65 Impala. It's like uh with suicide doors. And that one, that one's called uh, Rival. So, okay, I see it. Yeah, so that that one was his latest one, and then he's doing Boogie Nights Part Two. He cannot leave those things alone. Doesn't that what he yells in real life? Yeah, he he has a, a sixty-five. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, that's what I thought. He has a sixty-five <laughs> also. Nah, this Boogie Nights too. I'm digging. I like Boogie Nights. I like all the Boogie Nights. 
Yeah. Looking back, it's probably my favorite. One of my favorite cars from uh, from Masterpieces, to be honest with you. I love them. They're just badass. This one's cool. This this uh, I think I like this one better. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah, that one's, this one, that one's sick. Woo! This one's sick, and the first one was sick. Yeah. I wonder how he got the little... Uh, nah, he's, he's, he's pretty good, man. Armando, he knows how to get down. He knows how to scale shit down pretty good. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm pretty excited to see that one. Um, I'm going to see him on Monday. I haven't seen him in a while. It's been months. Well, since we got back from Mananel. That was the last time I saw him. And... um. So I'm going to go. I, I want to see the car. I haven't even seen it in person. Oh, the Boogie Nights uh, too? Yeah, I haven't even seen it in person, only on pictures. Have you, seen the, have, you, have you seen the purple one? Yeah, yeah. I got to see that one out there. I took. I got some photos and video of it. Um, I'll have to send you the, the link to the YouTube channel so you can check it out. Hey, this is dope, fucker. This Galaxian Paradise replica. Oh, the, do you see the building? The, yeah. The Paradise Road. That shit's dope. Um, that shit's dope. Yeah, so the, he's been pretty busy with all that uh, stuff because of because he took all that stuff to uh, Japan. So it's like he he had to like the Boogie Night. That's that's just the most recent stuff he's been working on since uh, I would say like after NNL. Um, but yeah, for myself right now, I haven't even been working on really much. I've just been like doing uh like some review videos like i've been doing the series with the loiter bicycle magazines where i'll flip through the pages and just kind of show you more like a showcase show you the magazine for some people that haven't even that never got to see a particular issue yeah upload stuff like that or or even i don't know i try to just think of things that i haven't done videos on for the channel right now and then um and then just the podcast like every week that that's what's been keeping me busy a lot right there. But nah, I feel you. Yeah, we'll see later though. Like what uh, what stuff I end up coming up with, you know. One one question I was gonna ask you: How did you gain the confidence to be buffing with that Dremel, dude, on your cars? Because honestly, I, I had I had three that were okay. I I went on like again. I learned a lot of shit from YouTube. Mm-hmm. So I've seen a dude doing that on YouTube. So I was like, okay, this shit's gnarly. I got to try this shit. And so he was actually using a different pad than I used. And so I went on eBay and I saw exactly what he used. So I ordered one of those. Um, I had three models that I didn't give a shit about. Um, they all, and I, and I took, I had three hoods. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to buff these three hoods and I'm going to figure out which way it works. And I'll know by the time I get done through the third one, I'll figure it out. And that's exactly what happened. I got on the first one and fucked it up. I, I mean, I, I literally, <laughs> I went through the paint and went through the, I went through the, the clear, I went through the paint and then I went through all the primer, the base, I went through all the plastic and even, all, I ate the whole thing up. Dang. And so I was like, I can't do it like this. Um, So I figured it out because, the guy in the video, I, I, I was learning how to do it. He was using a drill, okay, which everyone knows a drill has different speeds. So if you barely squeeze the trigger, the thing barely spins. When you pull the trigger all the way, it spins faster RPMs, okay? Now, a Dremel is either off or it's fucking on all the way. Like, like you know what I mean? Yeah. There's, 
there's no trigger. There's no, so I just basically, I had to kind of gauge the 15,000 RPMs the Dremel creates. Cause I had to figure out first how many RPMs the Dremel had. And then I had to figure out how many RPMs the drill had. And so basically I just kind of used less pressure and faster speed. So the, so the passes I use are faster with the Dremel and there's less pressure on pushing down. If I used a drill, I would go a lot slower and I would push down a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Because, because so if you're, if you're honestly going to learn how to buff things out, I would honestly tell you to use a drill because you can control the speed of a drill by, by how, how, how much you're squeezing the trigger. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing is, if you use a drill, it's less it's less of a precision instrument. So it's kind of hard to buff little things out like a hood if you're holding a big ass drill. Yeah. <laughs> like like you know what I mean? Because yeah. that little pad's all little and you're holding a big ass drill and you're holding a hood with one hand. <laughs> so, so because you gotta remember, you're you're holding the thing you're buffing out, you're holding in one hand. Uh-huh. So you only have one other free hand. So that's why I like using a Dremel because it's the perfect freaking size to where I could get a little, because a drill so big, you don't even get feedback off it because it's so big. The Dremel, I get all the feedback off it. I know what I'm pushing down. I know what I'm not pushing down. I can feel everything. And, you know, it's just the way to go, man. I, I strongly suggest it. Um, if you if you feel like you're going to mess something up, um, I would strongly advise calling somebody up that's got spare models or parts, get three hoods. And I'm telling you, by the time you get to the third hood, you're going to master it. I had a guy in Florida. He thought I was crazy. He buffs everything out now the exact same way I do it. And he says that he can't believe he didn't, he barely figured this out. Oh, and, everything, and, and all he did was he called me up. He, he, like he was on FaceTime. It only took like four minutes. I don't mind when people call me. I don't mind when people call me to help him out. I really don't. I love doing it. Now he called me up on FaceTime. He showed me, bam, came out perfect. Even the other guy, uh, what's that? Uh, the, um, what's the other kid? The LX scales, LX, the guy from uh, Luis. Yeah. 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 Him too. He sent me a photo, man. How do you do that? What grid do you use? And then sure enough, man, the first time he did it, the first time it came out perfect, he wasn't satisfied, but I was like, dude, that shit looks good, bro. And he's like, nah, look at here. You see that little dot right there? I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but he did, it, he did it to the 64 he just built. Came out badass. But, you That's know, but, but I think that, yeah, but I, I think that the biggest, most intimidating thing people just don't do is buffing and color sand. Not really the color sanding part, but people just don't want to buff their shit out. And it's just really, you got to do it. Once you, once you, once you, once you conquer that mountain, it's so much easier. It's mm-hmm. so much easier. All I recommend is, see, like, even if you're local, if you came by, I, you could do it in front of me. I'd watch you do it. It'd be easy. All you got to do is use a urethane clear, which you already use. And for the last clear coat you do, use two coats and you're fine. You can come over and I'll show you how to do it. You'll be fine. All you need is that urethane clear and you need the last coats you did it needs to be two coats meaning you went you did a a thin coat you let it flash 
you went back 30 minutes later, and then you put a second coat on over that. And then that's how you color sand and buff things out on top of that. That's cool. That's pretty dope, man. I appreciate that you help people out. No, but yeah, if you're ever in the area, come by. Shoot, if I'm ever in Europe. Where do you live? I'm out in uh, Simi Valley. Yeah, I know where that is. Yeah. That's where those cops live that beat Rodney King. Yeah, that, yeah I know. That, that's a, that's what I tell my, my fiance all the time. Like, hey, like, just drive straight. Don't don't look at them. That's funny. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, shit. it's crazy. No, man, but for sure. But yeah, man, if you're ever in the area, shit, just, yeah, feel on free to come on by. I live in, I live in Orange County. Okay, um, so, a you're, lot of people. so you're pretty close to like Coast Airbrush? Oh, yeah, but well, I'm about 30, 35, about 30 minutes. Okay, not bad. It's not bad, you know. Um, things are a little bit further for me. I'd rather be, I'd rather be closer to Pegasus and further from there because Pegasus is like a good hour away from me. Yeah. And that shit's far. And that's like a different kind of hour away. I got to sit in all kind of traffic. I got to take the shit, the 5 to the 55 to the 91 to the 15 to the 10. I mean, it's it's a nightmare. Yeah. And I'd rather have Pegasus around here. And, and it sucks that they keep closing them. They, they had one in Whittier, but I heard they closed it. So I don't know. Uh-huh. Or up in Long Beach somewhere. Damn. But that was, you know, that's one of the things I remember as a kid, though, was going by Pegasus. I, I just still remember it. I mean, they moved it, but it's still the same, you mm-hmm. know, same workers and everything else. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, for me, like, Pegasus is, is far where they're at now. And even, like, Coast Airbrush, if I, it's like almost two hours for me to get over there. I have family out there, though. So even when I visit them, I always try to, like, sneak out and or you know go over there to uh coast airbrush they're a godsend because back when i was growing up in the 90s either you knew somebody that owned a body shop or you were basically spray painting your shit because you're not going to go to the paint store and buy a gallon of paint to paint your model with uh-huh. you know what i mean yeah. and you couldn't go to the paint store and go could you pour that down i need a quart <laughs> like or you know what i mean or a pint or i need you know two ounces they just laugh at you but that's why I love Coast Airbrush. You have no excuse to like not use your creativity because you can go down there and find any paint they got and they'll pour it down for you. Yeah, they'll get it all set up. Mm-hmm. That's why I love that place. The prices are a little expensive, but again, you're paying for stuff that's poured down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like better than buying the gallon of Pink Pearl if you're only going to paint one Monte Carlo. You know what I mean. <laughs> true and then you store it away and then what if it goes bad or something dude it always goes bad that's why that's why i told the guy he said he said why is a gallon too much i said bro i've never bought a gallon of anything ever i buy a gallon of i don't even buy a gallon of milk yeah yeah <laughs> right i don't even buy a gallon either dude, it goes, it goes bad every day i cereal every day and I, don't, I don't even buy a gallon of milk so i told him i said that's just a, that's just a little too much and and uh, and and one thing I figured out because I use the, the the clear coat the um, the USCO one. Mm-hmm. Now, a good tip is for model painters: when you buy quarts of paint, buy another container to pour that down into. Because what happens is when you pour out of a quart, you don't realize it. Okay, for instance, I had a quart of clear, right? I must have took the cap off that thing. Um, I must have painted literally like. I don't know, 50 models with that one can of clear, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, 
painting 50 models with that one can of clear, I'd have took the cap on and off that thing probably like two, 300 times. Um, that clear, by the time I got down to like the, the quarter left that was in the can, it had no reducer left in the mixture. Damn. Uh-huh. It was like almost a solid because all it had all dissipated because I took the cap off so many times. So that's why when I buy clear, I have another container I pour it down into. And so when I use clear, I just I just pour it out of that. And so when that empties, that's when I take the the, the clear off the big can. So you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. So so the big can, by the time the big can's empty, I only take the cap off that thing maybe four times. Yeah. And before Every time I would use it, I would take the cap off, take the cap off, take the cap. And then all the shit would get in there too. Fucking hair, my dog's <laughs> hair, like, like, you know, like yeah. all the, all the contaminants and shit would get in there. And so, and so I figured it out, you know, it's just trial and error. Yeah. Um, that's, that's basically funny. all it is. Yeah. Dang. But, um, that's but, pretty but, cool yeah. that it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, cause those things do happen. I've had like insects, like little flies, I don't know what it is. Every time I would paint in the paint booth, something about little flies, it it, it attracts. Yeah, because they smell that shit. They're like, what the fuck is that? And so then they go and land on it. Because you got to remember, flies land on shit. And mm-hmm. it's because they're attracted to it. <laughs> and so when you paint shit like that, they're like, hmm, what is that? And yeah. they go to land on it to check it out and lick it. They stick to it. And so you're like, oh, shit. That's why they always land in the clear and you always see shit in the clear and all mm-hmm. that other shit. But, uh, but yeah, that, that, that's, that's one of the main things. Um, that's one of the main things I learned. Um, I thought I was cursed. I was like, how come I don't have bugs landed on my shit until I go to clear coat it? Then all of a sudden, everything wants to land on what I'm doing. But I figured out it was just a mind thing. Uh, everything was always landed on it. It just seemed more was landed on it when I was trying to make it come out perfect. Uh-huh. But Again, when you buff things out, you don't got to worry about nothing. You can even drop that thing on the carpet. You can literally drop it on the carpet, just pick it up, set it down, and go okay, and then just knock it down with fifteen hundred grit, and then hit it with the with the Dremel, and it'll be like a like a mirror. Uh huh. But that's one of the things I like about Dremel and shit. That's crazy, man. That's I'm... one of the best tools I think they make is a Dremel. I swear to you, every modeler I think any any decent modeler, they all own a Dremel. So I'm like, you might as well utilize it not only to cut your shit open or file it down or whatever you may use it for. Mm-hmm. Use it to polish your shit up, too. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I have a Dremel, and I, I mean, I love that thing. And I mostly use it for cutting stuff or, or sanding little areas, but I've never used it for buffing. No, see, I bought it to fit my wheels at the end of the build. That's what I bought it for, or to file down little parts to stop what he um but uh but yeah i figured out that honest the best thing and i got the cheap dremel they sell a dremel with multi-speed my dremel only has on and off and the on is i think it said eighteen thousand rpm something like that it's very unforgiving if you learn to buff out with that then it then you could buff out with anything mm-hmm. um if you want to learn how to buff out I recommend getting the multi-speed Dremel. Um, it's a little bit more money. Like the like the one I got was $20 or $18. The multi-speed one I think is like 50 or something, 55, something like that. Um, but it's battery powered. You don't have to plug it in. It's a lot cooler though. Um, but but I think that's just the best way to go is just doing using that 
the the putting it on a lower setting. It may take you longer to buff things out because again, the thing that makes when you buff things out, the thing that makes it shiny again after you color sand it is the heat. It's the friction of the actual the buffing the pad you're using mm-hmm. and the surface. You're creating friction, which creates the heat. That's what makes it shiny. Now you don't want to create too much heat. That's when you burn it. And yeah. if you don't create enough heat, you're not going to really do anything at all. So you kind of have to find the balance. So you are going to fuck stuff up when you learn how to buff things out. That's why I recommend you always use the old, like find old kits, get three hoods, paint them all, clear coat them twice, color sand them, and then go from there. And then that's when you're going to figure out the and then after you do the third hood it's all muscle memory from there Mm -hmm. then you'll figure it out and then you could just do it you could literally after the after i'd say the second car you buff out after you figure it out you could buff things out and be on the phone talking to somebody like me and you won't even you won't even need to even be thinking about it yeah and that's basically it the only thing you got to really worry about is sometimes the buffy wheel likes to catch the edges of shit and it'll chip stuff. Uh, uh-huh. So you kind of, when you when you go and you start the Dremel and you see which way it turns, you kind of work against that because you know that the Dremel can't get, like if the edge is, if the edge is up top and the Dremel's spinning counterclockwise, it can't tear the paint off the edge of there. Like, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. But but you'll figure it out. Like, it's kind of common sense after you figure it out. Yeah. But but I think that's one of the coolest, most, I think it's the coolest, most intimidating, easiest things. Like, you learned how to, I've seen your cars. You learned how to paint pattern things. I think learning how to buff and color sand the cars is way easier than that. Yeah. Okay. It's just more intimidating for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna have to like, cause I do have some some bodies that have clear on them that I can like, like some test bodies that I could try it out on. I would use a hood and go from something there. flat or 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 roof. If you have an old kit you don't care about, mm-hmm. do a roof. Okay. Roofs are the easiest to learn. Actually, I take that back. Don't do a hood because hoods sometimes have a lot of edges. And they're kind of, you know, this kind of tricky thing to learn on. Yeah. Do do the do the top of the roof of a car because it's big, it's flat, and just throw two coats on it. If it's been sitting for two years, just knock some dust off it. Throw two coats on it, and then just knock it down with fifteen hundred. Make sure it's flat, and then just get the Dremel and make sure make sure this is the main important thing I forgot to mention. Dremel has two wheels. They have a cloth wheel, and they have a cotton wheel. Make sure the wheel is the cotton wheel, not the cloth wheel. Okay. Because the, the 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 cloth wheel, that'll just fuck your paint up. The cotton one's real soft. Uh-huh. <laughs> Seriously, because the cotton one's just like a t-shirt kind of material. The, yeah. The, the cloth one feels like a shop rag, kind of like, <laughs> it's too coarse, dude. It's uh-huh. like, fuck that. <laughs> No, see, and the funny thing was, I accidentally bought a cloth wheel by accident, and I was putting it on my Dremel, and it just didn't feel right. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And so I, picked, so I picked the package up, and it said cloth wheel. 
that's why it felt real rough and I didn't even use it. I'm glad I didn't. But yeah, yeah make, make sure you got a cotton wheel. And if you go on eBay, they even have bigger wheels you can get, like wider wheels. Like a Dremel, a Dremel cotton wheel is not even a quarter of an inch in, in, in width. So it's going to take you a while to buff shit out. Um, but they sell ones that are like an inch in width. Like they sell fat ones. I just never really bought them. I just, I don't know. I'm just used to the little thin one. Yeah. But yeah, they have different size um, buffing wheels. If you ever go on eBay, look up a Dremel buffing wheel and you'll see a bunch of them. I don't, that's what, that's the weird thing is everyone, how did you figure that out? I'm like, I didn't figure it out. I figured it out from YouTube, which means someone else did it before me. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, seriously, go on YouTube and t- if you type it in, uh, buffing out a model car, machine polishing model car, and you'll see a guy doing it. And he uses a drill. The guy, the, the, the form I figured out how to do it, a guy actually used a drill. But I tried using a drill and I found it really hard because it's just too big and model car stuff is too little. It uh-huh. just, I don't know, it felt too weird for me. Yeah. The Dremel, like I said, is smaller and it's just easier for me. Better. <clears throat> yeah, I need to try it out. The one I have, you get, a, you get to switch up the speeds on it. Yeah, you probably already have the good one then. Dude, then you'd be easier... You'd be you'd be easier doing it for you than what I the way I do it. That's uh-huh. for sure. But yeah, man, fucking give give it a give it a whirl, and uh, I'm telling you, things will come out night and day. Even stuff that you clear coated, you thought was like glass, mm-hmm. is nothing compared to when you color sand and then you buff it. Um, the the house of color guy, he said it. Um, they have a machine that tests everything. He said the best finish you could get. The best finish, if you clear coat something and just left it, the very best finish you can get, he said is 90, I believe, if you go on there and correct me, I believe he said it was 94, 93%, something like that. Now, when you cut and when you cut coat, what they mean by cut is when you color sand it and then you polish it, that brings it up all the way into the high 90s like 98, 99% just by doing that. That's how night and day it is from leaving stuff just clear-coated and uh-huh. then clear-coated and polished. It goes from 92% to to that. Yeah. But House of Color, House of Color Clear is so shiny. In the same video, he even said it. House of Color Clear is such quality the way it looks. House of Color Clear looks just as good as if you just shot House of, House of Color Clear on something and left it, it looks better than some stuff that's even color sounded and buffed out in another brand of clear. Damn. Like, you know what I mean? Because uh-huh. House of Color is that, that show clear is that fucking shiny. Like, yeah, that shit is really badass shit. Yeah, that shit's bad. I like it. I like the show yeah. clear. If you're on a budget, though, PPG isn't bad either. Mm-hmm. The P- I don't know if you ever heard of PPG. They yeah. are paint. Uh-huh. Um, they're, they're not bad. They make they make a quality product, but again, I don't even think Coast sells it. And so to buy PPG Court that's not even as good as House of Color is kind of retarded. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. you can just go there and they'll pour down anything you want, House of Color, no matter what it is. Uh-huh. I even went. I even went there. I don't know if you ever tried this. I went down there and they had the reflective mirror chrome paint. Have you tried it? No. I'm telling you right now, go on YouTube and YouTube it as soon as I hang up with you 
and go YouTube Chrome Mirror Finish Paint. Look at that shit. It looks exactly like Chrome. Like if you went and took something to Chrome. Now, Coast Airbrush sells that, and it's extremely expensive. Uh-huh. I'm not kidding you. The stuff comes in the size. Have you have you ever seen a little bottle of hardener? The, uh, you know the little bottle the of hardener? Ca- ca- the catalyst? Yes. Yeah. You mm-hmm. see how little that is? Yeah. Okay. That near chrome finish comes in something that size, and it's like two or three hundred dollars. Oh, that's a lot. It's a ton of money, bro. I'm shocked that shit in in, in behind the glass in that little bottle. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> shit, I don't just pick that shit up. Yeah, they don't but even not, have that out and have it behind the glass. The cool thing is they can pour it down for you. So I went I went in there one day and I asked Tom. I said, hey, man, could you pour this down for me? And he says, yeah, sure. A little tiny bottle of that shit was like $60, bro. And it was like the smallest increment they could pour down in a container there, like the smallest size. I took it home, and the way you work, the way you do it is you paint the part you want chrome black. So you paint it black, you clear coat it twice. After you clear coat it twice, you let it sit, let it dry overnight or whatever. The next day, you get this 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 mirror paint and you spray the silver over the black that you just clear coated. And for some reason, the, the way the guy at Coast Airbrush explained it to me is you're really not looking at the silver. What you're looking at is the black underneath and it's messing with your brain and it makes your brain think it's chrome. Mm. It's a crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Watch, go on YouTube and look and they even have it in gold. They have it in gold and they have it in chrome. But watch, type in house of color, mirror, chrome finish, and they paint different shit and you swear it was solid chrome. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, I had a Monte Carlo and I used it on parts in there. And and Tom told me, he says, and very important, he says, after you paint it silver, you have to let the part sit for a week. If you clear coat it right away, you're going to fuck everything up. And I said, why? He said, just do what I said. And so I went home, I did everything right, um, I painted it silver, um, I waited uh, like a day or two, and I was like, fuck it, man, what's he talking about? And so, <laughs> <laughs> Break the rules. Dude, I cleared, oh, I fucked everything up, bro, everything up. Damn. And then I had one part that I forgot to clear coat, and so it had been like a couple weeks. So then I just, I was like, oh, I bet it's going to come out like shit, too. I clear coated it, and it came out like chrome. So I was like, son of a bitch. So I went to Coast and I asked him, I said, dude, what the fuck? What's up with that shit? He's like, Chris, I don't know, man. I did the same thing you did. That's why I got so mad when you did that. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. Because I wasted, dude, because that shit, that's it's the expensive. other thing. No, it's really expensive. That little bottle, that little tiny bottle I bought, I went through half of it on one car and it cost me 50 something dollars. Damn. Yeah. But watch, I'm telling you, if you look it up, you're gonna. I'm telling you, you're gonna see how cool that shit is. You're gonna buy some. You're gonna be like, "Fuck!" And it's really cool shit. Uh-huh. And, and I, and I had, a, I did a hydraulic setup in something, and I had a battery rack, and I used it on the battery rack, and I did it right that time, and that shit came out perfect. And I was like, man. But then I was thinking, I was like, well, to do a whole car like that would probably take like three bottles of that shit. And so I was like, I think it'd be cheaper just to get it chrome. Uh huh. It cost you like a hundred dollars to buy all the bottles of that shit. Damn. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, yeah, dude. That's like, crazy. but watch. 
I gotta, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take off right now. Um, I gotta go pick my girlfriend up from the airport, but go as soon as you get off or whenever you get bored, go on, go on YouTube and look up the house of color mirror chrome finish paint. It's pretty fucking interesting. I'll and there's even out. guys, there's even guys on there that are really good on YouTube and they actually use that. I thought that shit was like when I used it, I thought it was really fragile. I don't know how those guys did it. The only, the only thing I could assume is, is that they let it sit for the week or whatever. They clear coated over it and then they mass patterns over it. But there's people on YouTube that actually use that as a base coat, mass patterns over it. And it looks badass. Damn. Yeah. That's pretty so dope. Just imagine something that's like chrome plated with like patterns, with patterns on it. On it yeah. Looks pretty fucking interesting. That's cool. Yeah, I'm going to have to look it up. Yeah, man, shit. You need to look that up. or You know what? I, I One of these days, I'm going to either go down there, you come up here, and uh, we'll share some knowledge with each other on a lot of things. And yeah. I know, I learned, I know I'd learn a lot from you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be really fun. Yeah, that'd be cool. Nah, hell yeah, man. Well, hey, Chris, it was, it was, a, it was a pleasure talking to you, having you on the on the podcast yeah, man, it was a, you know what it was an honor and uh yeah if you if, yeah if you ever run out of guests you know feel free or shit i got a few in mind um you know you should probably hit up jamal bradford that that guy built so many that guy's built more shit than me this year yeah <laughs> you can hit that guy up and see what he's up to nice has poncho been on, has poncho been on yeah there? yeah he has um okay nice, nice. yeah well i think yeah it's uh this next week it's gonna be two years of podcasting and uh Damn time flies yeah dude it's gone by really fast so it's kind of a trip like when yeah, I, when man, i look well, back again, at it man, i want to i want to thank you though for what you've done for the hobby because i think what you're doing is really growing it um it's, you know it's kind of putting the word out more and, and all that so yeah if you ever need my support on anything man you you got my number give me a call and yeah you know, thank you yeah anything oh, you yeah. need brother i got your back so thanks man Appreciate yeah, that. Big, bl- big Black's got your back. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds funny. No, hell yeah, dude. That's cool. Yeah, man. So just let me know what I can do for you and, 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 and just keep in touch, man. And next time, you know what? Next time you go to Coast, um, send me a message. And no, yeah, I'll, I'll hit maybe. you up. That'd be dope yeah, to link up lunch, over there, you too. Know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Hell yeah. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, man. Just keep in touch, brother, and I hope to hear from you. Don't forget about me. Yeah, no, nah, I won't. All right, Chris. <laughs> All right, brother. Yeah, well, have a good night, night, man. You too, okay. brother. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye.